great backing, you know, great support. Um, I just can't wait them to sort off, Dave, to be honest. <laughs> We just know on our day we can compete, but he's trying to get that consistency out of the lads. And I'll tell you now, we've, we've missed a large chunk of that this season. You need people like local football, you know, without that, local football's not what it is. So, you know, hats off to them for getting games like that on. Being a manager is slightly different and trying to figure out timings before games and um, just communication with players. Your Cornish It may be called the Rappel Dick's Friday Fix, but we're out early this week. Let's hope it's not confusing my co-host. Come in, Rappo. Merry Christmas, Steve. <laughs> Episode 91, mate. 91, right. 91, yeah. Right, well, that's, yes, mate. that's good to know. Now, I've got a little question for you, because as it's our yeah. Christmas edition, I, I thought perhaps we'd just, you know, lightening up a little bit. So... Here's the question. We asked 100 people to name who might be the most talked about Cornish football club this week. <laughs> Formos Town Dicks. You might be right, Rappo. <laughs> but there again, you might not be. Actually, yeah. that, that's from the jungle, isn't it? It might be you. But, yeah, that's it, mate. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah, and deck that is, mate, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> anyway, uh, it's all been a bit of a pantomime this week. But how are you, anyway? Yeah, good. Thanks, Deeks. Yourself, mate? Yeah, not too <clears> bad. <throat> I'm panicking slightly because I think I'm more disorganised this year for Christmas than I usually am, and so that's <laughs> not very good, to be honest. So, uh, not like you, mate. Not like oh, you. Oh no, no. It's, <laughs> It's uh, it's like me every year, to be, to be honest. I, I keep thinking, oh, I'm going to get sorted early this year, but it never yeah. happens. It never happens. Just, you run out of days, don't you, mate? I'm yeah, like that. That's right. <laughs> I've just gone down the perfume route this year. <laughs> so I think I'm all right, mate. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. i got to go out in a minute and get some pyjamas, but... Um, <laughs> yeah, for one of yeah. my daughters. Got our fresh, uh, fresh pajamas, mate, on Christmas Day, have <laughs> you? Well, they'll be under the tree, so no one will know they're there. But yeah, uh, true. <laughs> anyway, um, like I said, Christmas, Christmas dinner, and all that sort of thing. Um, yeah. Before we get into the interviews, rapper, uh, because it is Christmas. Here's another question. Um, I saw it somewhere earlier this week, so I've nicked it off the social media, I think, but um, <laughs> uh, I've slightly adapted it for the sake of Cornish Soccer Podcast. Which three local football managers do you wish you yeah. could have around for Christmas? Wow, that's a fantastic question, mate, isn't it? Um, cool. Got some real characters, mate, haven't we? And mm. at the, I mean, obviously, 
Gilby at Bodmin, great old mate of mine, mate, He'd along with Ashley. to get in, I expect. <laughs> he was, mate, wasn't he? <laughs> Remember <laughs> that? Was sort of <laughs> yeah, oh, I do, mate, yeah, mate, yeah. Gilby and Lee Fox, wasn't it, mate? <laughs> yeah, it was a better scrap than that. Well, there was a big fight in the evening, mate. Well, it was it Amir Cat? No, 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 it's probably... Prince Nassim Ahmed or something back then, Deeks, oh, wasn't it? But, remember, but, yeah, I, but I know Gilby and Lee Fox was a better scrap than the one in the <laughs> evening, mate, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but the poor old away door, mate, at... Uh, no, it was the own door, oh, mate, really, wasn't yeah. it? Gilby was yeah. At, yeah, Gilby was at Salt Ashen, wasn't it? Yeah, against yeah. Bournemouth. Yeah, yeah, I do remember that one, mate. But, yeah, oh, that's a great question. Like, Deeks, you know, Ashy at Maisel... Great bloke, um, Mass Elston, mate. You know all superb players in the day. Dane's a character, mate, and he salt ash. <laughs> um, love Westy, Rower, and Macca, mate. Three top guys, funny guys as well. They'd be good company. Blakey's a star at Port. God, flipping it, mate. Jacks, Jack and Reno, mate, at Wendron and Penzance, both gents, mate. Good company. Sparky's a top lad. It's an, oh, there's so many things. So you'd there? have everyone, wouldn't you? Really? Well, yeah, you would. You'd need a, you'd need a big table, Deeks, wouldn't you? I mean, there's so many. And I need oh, flipping it, mate. I didn't even mention Reg, mate. And oh yeah, 30, Reg has got yeah. to be there. It's one of the got know, be, ever, yeah. ever presents. Yeah, yeah. He's got to be your first invite, anyway, mate? Reg, right, thir- yeah. thirty. Yeah, he's got a few stories, mate, in his thirtieth season at Camelford, mate, but. There's some great set of blokes when you actually think of it, isn't it, managing in the southwest peninsula west mm. at the minute, mate? But um, I'll tell you what, Deeks, it's a great question, but two sort of old gaffers that I really miss, mate, and had a lot of my success as a player, really, mate, are obviously Trevor Mewton and Ray Nichols, Deeks. Oh, you know, could yeah. I, yeah, could I, could I go back and have? Two Cornish footballing legends, mate. Yeah, good of, choice, Sonic. Good choice. Yeah. Yeah. Or person, yeah. I owe a lot to both, mate, you know, personally as a player. And I'd love to spend an evening with those guys again, mate. And and maybe me old county youth manager, Morris Truscott, as well, Dicks. That would be a nice three, uh, you know, if I could just. Yeah. yeah. Good one. Great yeah. yeah, thanks, Pete. It'd be nice to see those guys one last time, I think, mate, yeah. for Christmas. I like yeah. that. I like that. That's a good choice. Uh, good Thanks, choice. mate. Trevor Newton, Ray Nichols, and Morris Truscott. Yeah. Yeah. Bless them all, mate. Your Cornish soccer podcast. Right. So, have you got any tidbits or not? Yeah, I've got a few, Dick. So I, I try not to keep you too long, mate. Cause I know you've got some cracking interviews lined up again, mate. So, I'd, um, I just thought, mate. I mean, when the draw come out, what's the chances of form of drawing? U.S. Portsmouth oh, away, mate, yeah. and then yeah, in the next round the FA Vaz, you know, after after they obviously beat Milbrook three two at the same venue last Saturday, Deeks. So I know I know Town's got to go to Christchurch yet, mate, but you know if they do, hopefully, you know, touching body, mate. Hopefully, if they do go through, you know, I think Macca can expect a long phone conversation with Westy, mate, can't they? Yeah, I think, mate. But uh, but I. I you know, I just you, well, you know everything, Deeks, you must have. But I know Milbury had some unsavoury after sticks, didn't they? After the Apparently game of a few. So. Yeah, that's right. I, I yeah. saw it mentioned. I, I've not seen any of the actual comments, but um, um, no. yeah, that's not so, so good, is it? It's not, is it, mate? You know, you know, I think it was off a few of their supporters and players, Deeks, wasn't it? So, you know, I for one, mate, would love to see Falmouth, you know. Well, or Christchurch, mate, for that matter. <laughs> dump, them, dump them out of the competition when you think. <laughs> to be honest, mate. Full of goodwill then, aren't you? 
<laughs> yeah, I am, mate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely, mate. Um, sorry, Dick. So I'm, I'm going to rattle me paper oh, a little bit here. Scuffle your paper. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Sorry, mate. I'm um, I'm sort of rattling around a bit because I've, I've got it on two or three bits of paper this week, mate. Me tip bits. So, so apologies um, in in advance, mate. Really, mm-hmm. but uh, but on on the form of town thing, Dicks. Um, I don't know. Well, you, you you would have seen it, mate. Because um, did you see the 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 packet end, mate? A short five minute video. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I knew you would, mate. Yeah. Produ- produced by student James Smith, mate, wasn't it? And and narrated by Donald Chambers, mate, who's a you know real town fanatic, mate. You know, along with brother Jeff, you know, massive part of the rebirth of the F Troop, really, mate. Uh, you know, to be honest, mate. And I, I must admit that it's like I got a bit emotional watching it, mate, and listening to Don as the you know, as, as the F Troop are, you know, a big part of my footballing life as well, obviously, Dix. And, you know, I lo- love the passion and, and just like to say well done to James, mate, on, on putting it together, Dix. Did, did you enjoy it, mate? Yeah, yeah, I thought it was very good. Uh, obviously, he's yeah. doing it for his university uh, course. So, yeah. um, um, you know, it's, well, he's very lucky in a way that he's able to go to a non-league club and, and get that sort of uh, feeling, isn't he? isn't he? Yeah, yeah, true, mate, true. Yeah, I thought it was, you know, really, really well done, Dix, didn't you? I thought, you know, like you say, as far as, you know, obviously we seen the Plymouth Potway one, mate, didn't we, last last year, mate? You know, that was that was excellent, obviously, wasn't it? But good for local football to see these things, Dix, isn't it? Yeah. You know, and people doing stuff like that. But uh, and um, <clears throat> just going to say, Dix, as a, as a striker, mate, in the old Southwestern League, I, I always set myself a target of forty for the season, and. Well, touch wood again, mate. I, I was usually up around it, you know, just just over or just under, mate. And unless I got injured, which was quite a bit <laughs> as well, takes of the various breaks and ligaments, you know, I had, mate. You know, but um, but uh, I always said, you know, I always sort of aimed for twenty, mate, at Christmas, as it was usually the halfway stage of the season. So I thought I'd take a look at some of the strikers in the county uh, reaching their Christmas targets Ooh, things right. this week. Yeah. Um, I mean, in the Southwest Peninsula League West, I mean, obviously, Liscord's James Lorenz, mate, is he's absolutely flying, mate. He had a great start to the season, didn't he? And, and he's on 23 goals already. And uh, and Dan Jennings of Bodmin's also on 17. So, along with Aidan Turner at Mosel on 15, Dick, so I think they might be somewhere near their targets. Mm-hmm. Um Kyle Flew of Weybridge also has an impressive 14th, I think deserves a mention. And in the East, it's its usual serial goal scorer, mate, isn't it? Sean Finch of Bobby Tracy, he's out in front again on 15. Um, <clears throat> the, the, the St. Perrins League has a striker on, well, we've mentioned him a lot this season. Well, he's, he's absolutely on fire in the East Division, mate, isn't he? With, with Bude's Billy Hopcroft, mate, already on 29 goals, Deeks, already. <laughs> So, uh, so yeah, I'll be amazed if he doesn't top 50-plus this season, wouldn't you, mate, I think? Mm. Stays injury-free, uh, injury I think, mate. But but so Henry Bunning of Tour Point with 17 goals is also a man on form. Um, things are a lot tighter in the in the West Division, Dix, with, with Garens James leading the way on, on 11. But, uh, you know, personally... I would fancy him for for thirty, really, mate. Garens with his with his pedigree and record over the years, mate, and, and Mosel obviously topping the league at present as well, Dixon, mate. So, 
But uh, um, the Cornwall Combination League, it, that's not the place, mate, to find a ace goal scorer at the minute. Deeks with, with Ludgeman's Danny Earl uh, leading the way on 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 just nine goals, Deeks yeah. in the in the combat. Yeah, I know. This, you know, we've not had that many get we're probably not quite at the halfway stage dig sorry so but uh but in contrast mate their, their sister league the east cornwall premier league mate covered weekly on the show but you know by our own jc sees the rampant mount gold mate i mean <laughs> you know chris chris, uh, chris uh, right mate he's um sorry digs i'm rattling me me paper again here mate have you lost sorry, your place digs, or not yeah, I have, mate. I'm going. <laughs> Sorry, mate. He's on 21. I've got about eight sheets of paper here. Dick, I've numbered them as well, mate, to try and make it easier. But, but yeah, I like it. Yeah, sorry, mate. Sorry about the, the paper rattling, mate. But but yeah, he's on 21 goals, mate. Um, with a with a young man actually that John, well, he pointed out to us, mate, didn't he? Um, to, a, 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 a young player to watch a couple of seasons ago, Kieran Royal, mate of St Dominic. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's in second place with 15 goals. So, um, in the Dutch leagues, uh, like don't you know, going going down sort of into the Dutch league, that that Merle mate uh, Sean German mate, you know, ex Foxall boss mate uh, in the in the Dutch league Premier mate. Now he's doing a great job at, at Lanivet mate, who is second in the league, and he's got a striker going well on on nine goals, mate. Big Chris Brown. But uh, but he's being uh, usurped, Deeks, usurped <laughs> by uh, I thought I'd throw that one in there, by Jack Digby of North Petherwin, mate, on on twelve goals. Um, so and, and and like Dutchy one sees lethal. No no surprise here, Deeks. Dutchy one sees lethal. Nan Pien, finisher, mate. Geordie Wilmot lead the way on fifteen, mm-hmm. and uh, he's five clear of Tom Guest of Goran. Um, Division two sees new club poles left. Uh, Luke Richards, mate, the only man on double figures in that league with ten digs. Um, the Trelawney League Premier Division. I mean, there's a familiar name leading the way at the top of that one, mate, with Luke Wart, uh, yeah. a serial combo league scorer in his days. Digs, I think, Warty, over many seasons. I mean, he's on top with nine goals for morning. Um, Division well, in Division One, top of the table, mate. St. Just they they've got striker Ashley Ellis, who's who's another sort of regular combo scorer, really. But but he's in great form as well. He's he's eight clear on twenty one goals. Uh, Division Two is Chasewater's Mark Bell on eleven, two clear of Mullion's Sean Haskell Mills, and Division Three has three milestone joint strikers: it's Dane Peacock and Craig Hitchens on 10 and 9 goals, respectively. Um, Division 4 as, as Lizard Argos, Josh Broom sweeping all before him. Thanks. Sorry, mate. Josh Broom sweeping oh. all. Sorry. Oh. Sorry. Sorry, I missed <laughs> that one. Sorry. Yeah, sorry, mate. Um, Cut it out, mate, if you want to cut it out. <laughs> um, yeah, he's, um, he's, he's sweeping all before him on, on 14 goals, Diggs. And, and uh, finally, Diggs, well, he's, he's one clear of Kieran Lately, actually, Diggs, of Constantine. So, so basically, mate, you know, good luck to all those strikers in the, in the second half of the season. And, well, and all strikers come to that, Diggs. You know, hope, hope you reach your targets and, 
and more importantly, get to finish, you know, your seasons, uh, get to finish your seasons this time, mate. Hopefully they're not null and voided or whatever, Dicks, but, uh, but, uh, and, one, and one just finally, Dicks, if you, if you have, you know, if you, if you, you know, I mean, we'd, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, takes some I'm stumbling again here, mate. But if if anyone's got a spare hour over the Christmas period, um, just have a look on Sky Documentaries, Dicks, um, and watch The Lawman, mate. Um, it's not an old western about a sheriff or anything, mate. But but it's uh, Dennis Law, mate, or, or the King, as he was known, and as my dad told me about, mate, in his United days uh, back then, mate. I mean. Brilliant football documentary that, that reminds you how how great a finisher and, and player he was, Dixon, and a lovely bloke with it, mate. And you know, got to be honest, some of his goals were before his time, in my opinion, Dixon. You know, a great bloke as well, mate. I had the pleasure to meet a couple of times when I was mates with his son Andy Dixon, who, who spent a bit of time playing football in in Cornwall and living in Cornwall. If, if you remember, mate, do you mm. remember Andy Law, mate? Yeah. Yeah. A few years ago, yeah. So, so yeah, but it's well worth a watch, that, Dick. He's, he's on Sky Documentaries, mate, The Lawman, and it's, it's all about Dennis Law. Yeah, right. yeah, really worth a watch, that, mate, if, if anyone's got a spare hour. And uh, and I won't bore you anymore, Dick, so that you get on with all those cracking interviews we've got lined up, mate. Don't forget, you can subscribe to the Rappo and Deke's Friday Fix podcast. Just go to your favourite podcast platform and search for Cornish Soccer Talking Football. And also, if you want to listen back to any previous podcasts of Cornish Soccer, they are all available at anchor.fm slash Cornish Soccer. Thank you. So, where do we start? Um, well, it's got to be the usual, isn't it? It's our true city man, Cam Weldon. And on the pitch, yeah. it was a good win for City last Saturday. Yeah, very good win, Dave. Um, I'll be honest, I wasn't actually at the game. I was a... Uh... One of the ones who was uh, screaming the game, uh, Concord did a fantastic job of uh, providing the supporters because it was behind closed doors. They they gave supporters the opportunity to watch from home and for a fiver, that was the service was excellent. And um, I had the pleasure of reporting from home, which was quite nice, but um, no travelling involved as well. So I saved myself a 12-hour round trip to Essex. But um, yeah, performance-wise, I think the boys excelled really, and it just goes to show perhaps we we should be in the National League South. When you look at the calibre of players and the, the, the way we played, like we've already beaten Hungerford this year, we've beaten Concord, as I said, and a really, really professional performance from all the boys. And um, on that pitch, you couldn't really spot a single player who was like, oh, you had a bad performance or didn't play particularly well. And um, the first half, I'll be honest, it was quite a quite a quiet game. We didn't really produce much. Neither team did either. Um, very little to well, very little to get excited about. But in the second half, I was really, really impressed with True. I don't know what Paul had said to them at half-time, but um, True came out pretty strongly. And they got the first goal was a really, really well-worked goal. A lovely uh, cross-in. Just misses Tyler Harvey, actually. Um, Niall Thompson retrieves it. Crosses again. Brilliant cross. And Tyler, this time, fantastic first touch and just sets it into the bottom corner. A great strike. And that's exactly what we expect him to do. So, and... Uh, in fact, I was actually doing some research into this, and I've not been able to find the answers yet. But 
Um, I, was, I was intrigued to see how many who the top goal scorers in the FA Trophy this year because uh, I saw one club saying they had a striker who scored four goals and they were going, oh, he's a, he, he's got to be up there. And I was thinking, well, Tyler scored his fifth uh, in the FA Trophy this year on Saturday. So it'd be interesting to see. The only disappointing thing, a lot of people don't keep records of FA Trophy goal scorers, but um, it would be interesting. I reckon Tyler probably is up there as one of the top goal scorers in the FA Trophy this year, but um, a fantastic goal for him, does what he does best. And then, uh, bizarrely, a second goal. Well, I say bizarrely, it was it's a set piece. True, I've been so good at scoring from this year. This year, Ryan Brett's set pieces have been absolutely superb, and it was another one of his crosses. And surprisingly, the surprising factor of it was Alex Battle getting on the end of it, a nice little dinked header into the um, into the corner, which was keeper no chance and two 0 And it was at that stage you're thinking it's a long way back for Concord. Are they going to get back into the game? And um, True defended very very well against the team. Don't forget they are. Uh, league above us and with the quality of player they have they should realistically they should have beaten us on the day but um, when you put two squads on paper the credit's true we kept going and um, they did manage to pull one back almost ruin their scoreline a little bit with a clean sheet gone but um, a well taken header to, in the 90th minute but a lot of people were like oh is there going to be a late comeback it was never like that Truro handled the game really well and uh, Concord never really looked like scoring again and if, if even if they did it was a little too too little too late for them so uh, for Truro fantastic result and into the next round yeah now you're into the next round and you already knew who you were going to be playing that next round but the draw has been made for the round after that already hasn't it yeah it has and it's um, surprisingly so obviously we've had a bit of a strange week as such with fixtures because uh, the Conkle game is originally going to be played last Tuesday, but that was called off due to a waterlogged pitch, meaning the third round game was should have been on Saturday. Um, <laughs> hence why that obviously got pushed back to the Tuesday night and uh, the uh, Conkle game got put to the Saturday. So we are technically a round behind everyone else. A lot of teams have already played the third round going into the fourth round. We haven't played our third round game yet but the fourth round draw was made uh, we drew Harringay Borough at home so they're an Isthmian League team which is um, they're a good side but it's one that on paper you probably fancy Truro to to do uh, to quite well in so again it's the FA just Cup competition you can never tell can you but it's um, it is one that you probably expect Truro to it'd be a it's a favourable draw I think out of all the teams you could get don't forget National League clubs come in into the fourth round so I think Paul would be delighted to get an Isthmian League team and um, I think if it's a big if if we can get into the fourth round but uh, yeah it's a favourable draw and when you look at it like that Dave I'll be honest you get you get past the fourth round you're in the quarterfinals and you're only was it three games from Wembley so mm. crazy OK and now obviously that um, third round game against Oxford City due to be played Tuesday uh, originally that's been put back so it's not actually been played uh, as as you know before we we're talking here that's been put back because of a covid um issue so we don't know the outcome of that so it's all up in the air isn't it yeah it, it, is, it is annoying and it's one of those things that um like obviously one Truro player's had a like a covid some covid symptoms and Truro doing the right protocol and everything to keep make sure um, everything's safe. All the play, all the other players are safe, and it, the players obviously since been tested. But we're waiting results now, so we could have a game Wednesday night. We we might not, and um, I'm not quite sure what the FA's protocol would be on it because uh, the fourth round isn't until the 16th of January. But I don't know whether they want the third round done and dusted. And um, I, I saw Oxford put a statement out saying how 
if the Truro uh, player came back positive, um, they would get an instant buy into the fourth round, which uh, I'm not entirely sure is the not, um, accurate, but um, I don't, I don't personally know. But I'd be very surprised if that was the case. Um, but it'd be if that was the case, it would be absolutely gutting. I think for Truro, the fact is he's done. He, we've been on three away games. Well, it Oxford, it'll be four. Um, got some great results, and for the one time you're going to get a home game in the fifth, fourth round. If we make it fifth, no, sorry, fourth round. If we make it through, it might be taken away from us. But it'll be it is all up in the air, and it's one of those that um, just fingers crossed the test comes back negative and the game can go ahead. But I'd be it just it does it just makes a mockery of it really with the FA and stuff. If they were to if the test was positive and Truro were having to get kicked out of the FA trade. I, I wouldn't think it'd be fair, to be honest, but um, the rules are there and it is what it is, really, Dave. If the worst was to happen, it would just about sum up 2020 for Truro City, wouldn't it? Yeah, pretty <laughs> much would, yeah, to be honest, Dave. As I said, it was the, the first the league season. Now uh, the um, COVID test and now the, the league season's been put back to... Well, well they're not going to be playing a game now until the... Um, I think it's the ninth of no earliest of the ninth of January. So, um, and all, with all these new tier systems coming in, are we going to see football return then? I I'm not sure, but um, yeah, if, if we got kicked out of the FA Trophy, I think that'd be a well, that'd be a real sucker punch really for true. And it's one of those that I think I'm not really sure where what we do from there because the league season and stuff. We got players under contract. Will the league continue? I'm I'm seeing every day. I'm turning on Twitter and now, and I'm seeing leagues suspending it until mid-January, early January, and you're thinking, is there going to be any football this year? And it's, it is it is what it is. And it's, as I said, we're in a, in, in, in the main, let's say in, in the main football really isn't um, that important in the whole grand scheme of things. But um, I know to a lot of us, it, it really is. And it is just a, it's, it'd be a shame if the Troy get kicked out of the trophy, let's say that. But um, fingers crossed it won't happen. Yeah. Let, let's finish on a, positive cheerful um stance and uh, it is obviously boxing day is normally a, a, a sporting day have you got any special i know you're a lot younger than some of our contributors on this podcast but have you got any special boxing day memory that you'd like to just uh, quickly recall for us yeah of course um <laughs> as you said, I'm a lot younger, so um, fairly recent, actually. I'm trying to think Truro memories of the uh, Boxing Day games, but uh, last year was one that I, I will vividly remember because uh, my parents obviously lived in live in Wales, and I was I had to trek trek back. At, I think we left at uh, six in the morning because Truro decided to put the fixture against Tiverton last year at eleven uh, at one p.m. So it meant I had to get all the way back from. Uh, West Wales all the way down to Cornwall <laughs> for a 1pm kickoff. So it was a bit of a rush, but it was a crazy game. And I think I finished three all in the end. So Truro came from 3-1 down to claim a point. And Tiverton was obviously one of their title rivals last season. So it was one of those, a really weird game, awful conditions. If I'm brutally honest, the game probably shouldn't have gone ahead. But I know Truro had made a big deal out of it. They got like a, um, a singer come in, a bounce car to try and get the Christmas spirit, basically, but um, yeah, it was one of those games that you just think, wow, how you look at that pitch that day and you thought, how is this game going ahead? And it was pouring down with rain from about minute one, and the pitch was cut up within five minutes. And the Truro's white kit, you, I think you could have called them anything, Truro, like it's come in second half, and you're thinking, what kit are you even playing in? Is it like brown, like complete mudders everywhere? Like the 
ball probably didn't even bounce second half. It's one, it was one of those games. But yeah, there's a true memory that I remember vividly. And another one was uh, just quickly it was 2016, and it was a an away game because Truro again it sound, sounds sounds crazy saying this, but it was actually quite a close fixture for us, which was Pool Town Dorset. So um, the traditional um, this was National South, so the traditional localish game that was pretty much as local as we could get back then. So uh, Boxing Day 2016, and we went to Pool, and again sort of Truro cursed with this actually like terrible weather, pouring down with rain, mud everywhere. Uh, they went to Pool and won three 0 and I think Tyler Harvey got a brace that day, so it was a um, it was a really good day, pouring down with rain. It was everyone got drenched, but it was one of those days you came back and you're thinking you're soaking wet on the way home, but you're like, oh, that was worthwhile. It was good fun, and they got the three points. And uh, I think one that you'll remember, Dave, is actually a few a few days later on New Year's Day they played pool again. And do you remember that? I believe you were commentating that day. Do you remember Niall Thompson had that uh, yeah. shot shot slash cross that went into the top corner? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'm still not convinced it was, uh, well, it, it was a fluky goal, wasn't it? But they all count, I suppose. So, uh, so that's, They do all count. And yeah. that, that gave us the double that season. That season. So, um, yeah, a win's a win, Dave. That's how football works, isn't it? OK, well, thanks for that, Cam. All the best for Christmas, New Year. And obviously, um, well, keep us posted next week on what is happening for True City. Thanks, Dave. Merry Christmas. You're listening to the Cornish Soccer Rappo and Deke's Friday Fix. Well, thanks to Cam there. Now, obviously, Rappo, since uh, I spoke to him, um, well, we know that the win at Concord for True unfortunately doesn't count for anything as, uh, yeah. um, because of the COVID-positive um, test. The rest of the squad have been told to self-isolate, so they're unable to play at Oxford on Saturday, so they're out of the competition. Yeah, I, I don't know, Deeks. Another FA. Honestly, Deeks, I, you know, you know me, I'm not a great fan anyway. But you know, great, great win for City last Saturday, Deeks. You know, on, on a positive yeah. note, mate, wasn't it? Yeah. You know, yeah, you know, against our league opposition again. You know, I mean, shows that they more than capable of going back up, Deeks, doesn't it? So that, that's that's good news, mate. But I mean, you know, all this eight. I mean, it's the same with the VAR, the VARs and the trophy dicks, really, isn't it? You know, I, I, I mean, I, I just, I don't know, the, the FA just, they baffle me, dicks. You know, some of the stuff they come up with, and you know, I just hope the competitions get completed. You know, because um, you know, you're just reading negative stuff everywhere, dicks, aren't you, at the minute? And you, you do, you do wonder about these competitions. I mean, all, all these. All the tears and that, now, Deeks, you, you do wonder if these competitions are, are going to go much further, mate, don't you, really? Well, yeah. I mean, the, the daft thing about, um, well, the, the competitions in themselves is I, it, it baffles me why they've got to be played so quickly you know, or exactly. you know, kept on course yeah. as such. They haven't actually played the final of last year's yet, so... No, no exactly, Deeks, yeah. Yeah, couldn't agree more, mate. I know. I mean, Concord, I Concord Rangers are, are in that final, aren't they? I think in the FA Trophy yeah, yeah, final. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I know. So Truro knocked know. out, um, knocked out yeah, Concord hot, well, in this season, this, yeah. and um, you know they're, they're still waiting to play last year's final. So I, I don't know. It's it, it's crazy yeah. why it's all going to be jam packed in. I mean, we'll, we'll talk more about the Falmouth situation and the FA Vars when we come to to um, Phil Hiscock's yeah. interview. But, but um, yeah, it is crazy. Um, what it also means, of course, 
overall though, Truro City without a Boxing Day game or a New Year's Day game, yeah. well, Truro must feel as if you know they've done something wrong this year, mustn't they? <laughs> yeah, it is, Dixon. You know, after you know all that bad luck they had last year, like Dixon, then you, you chuck this on them as well, mate. You know, I'd, I do feel for City at the minute, Dix. Mm. You know, I'd, like you say, mate, they haven't had a lot of luck, have they? No. Yeah. Okay, so um, time for us to catch up with John Colenso for a look at the RRL East Cornwall Premier League. And John, what happened last Saturday? It rained very hard, Dave, and (laughs) Friday. (laughs) Um, But not in Plymouth. No, it was, um, yeah, but different in Plymouth. Mount Gould managed to get their game on, didn't they? Yeah. Um, So all in all, we had a a game in Plymouth and a game on Callington 3G. That was all we had this week, unfortunately. Mm. And two convincing um, wins. Two big wins, yeah, 19 goals. or oh, sorry, 20 goals, actually, in two games. So, yeah, big score lines. Mount Gould beating Varian 6-1, which is probably on the cards, really. Uh, Danny Brook with a goal this time. Fabian Johnson-Ewers, Chris Wright, Owen Pritchard got two. And Bobby Lee-Johns scored a screamer of an own goal in the wrong end. <laughs> Right. So yeah, um, made diff- made more difficult for Varian, obviously, with Tyler Trudgeon getting a red card in the 16th minute. Yeah. So fair play to Varian, really, for keeping the scoreline down because that must have been pretty difficult with with, with only 10 men on the pitch. Mm. Um, an early then, red card, wasn't it? It is a very early red card, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I don't know whether it was a second yellow or if it was a straight red, and it, it looks like straight red on the team sheet. So. Mm. Yeah, must have been a mistimed tackle in the dodgy weather, I would have thought. Um, And then the other game was St Dominic scored 13 against Padstow. Um, Can't tell you anything about Padstow because there's no team sheet put up. But uh, the St Dominic, don't don't think they did a lot anyway by the look of it. But St Dominic's 13 goals were scored between Freeman got two, Jeffrey, Pascoe, Prescott all got one each, Kieran Ryle got three. Um, so starring with two and sub Jay Martin scored two. So shared around a little bit. Shared around, yeah. Yeah, Kieran Ryle still managed to get a hat trick. But right. um yeah, all the rest of them shared around the other ten. Well good day for Pads though. Um obviously it was a bit of a risk, I suppose, going to play on the Astro West and Dominic train. So um it's always gonna be a, a tough one because obviously they've never played on it before, but uh well done to St Dom for scoring 13 goals. Mm. And well done as well to Padstow for agreeing to switch it, I guess. Oh, absolutely, yeah. They kept, they got a game gone, didn't they? So, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, well done to them as well. Yeah. So, what's uh, coming up uh, now? What, what's the schedule for games over the uh, festive weekend? Right, over the festive weekend, on the 26th Boxing Day, we've only got the one game, Foxhall against St Stephen, Clay Country Derby. Mm, that'd be and good then, one. Yeah, that should be a, a good fought battle. I think St. Stephen will uh, come out winners in that one. That's my personal opinion. Mm-hmm. And then on the bank holiday Monday, there's three games. Um, St. Newland East are at home to Padstow. St. Dominic play uh, Plymouth Marjon and Tall Point play against St. Mimber. That'll be a good game as well, I think. Yeah. Tall Point, they, they, they probably haven't played for a little while, have they? I, I can't remember their name being mentioned for a while. No, I don't think they have, to be fair. I mean, obviously, they've got to share the mill out with two other teams. So, um, But, yeah, no, I don't think they've played a game for a while because yeah. I think they were away, supposed to have been away last Saturday, um, and then they missed the Saturday before, quite possibly. 
Yeah, I suppose. So, but I, know, I, know, I know there are a couple of games. They played a lot of games anyway, so they're not too badly off. But yeah, I don't think they've played for a while. No, I mean, well, numbers of games played. The, the league is all over the place, really, isn't it? Um, yeah. Which is not surprising, but um, no. Um, no, some have played seven, some have played thirteen, haven't they? So it's it's all different. Yeah. Totals. So no game for St Clair on Boxing Day. No, we um, originally were put down to play against some Blazy reserves, but um, they declined. They didn't want to play, basically, so um, that got changed. Mind you, the state of their pitch might not have been a. <laughs> no, might not be say, playable anyway. No, Paul's got a job in his hands looking at the pictures on Twitter there with the yeah. water come right up through. So yeah. Right. Okay. So any right. other news coming out of the league or not? Um, not a lot at the moment. No, just like to wish everyone a, a Merry Christmas and and hopefully we have a better next year. Yeah. Now but I'm asking everyone they, if they've got any sort of special Boxing Day memories. Have you got any or not, John? Um, just I just love going to watch a good local derby. Really, I mean Phil sets up some good derbies, doesn't he, in the Peninsula League? Um, and I just like to go and enjoy one of them with the with the with the team, and and we generally go somewhere together. Obviously, we've got to be careful this year because we've got to be in sixes, haven't we, or less? So, but um, yeah, I'm just hoping the games go ahead and we get a good derby in somewhere. So, where are you going to go Boxing Day then? I think Dob Walls against uh, Bobman uh-huh. for me. Um, be, only because our local side of this guy are at Salt Ash, and I think that's pretty much sold out already. Oh, right. All ticket, right. Yes, yeah. So, obviously, with the ticket situation, you've got to be, keep on your toes and see what's available and what's not, haven't you? Yeah. Okay. Right. Jolly good. We'll speak next week. Have a great Christmas. And to you, Dave. Thank you. You're listening to the Cornish Soccer Rappo and Deke's Friday Fix. Man, cool, Deke's, and they're looking pretty relentless again, and... Um, and obviously St Dom mate look, looking good for runners up as well, aren't they, Dick? So so but uh well, good luck to all the other teams this season, I say, mate, really trying to keep up with those two, really, Dick's, isn't it? But but I see uh, Anton Lake, mate, stepped down the or party company with Foxhole, mate, isn't he, after mm. last Saturday's and they've acted quickly, mate, the club. They got Gary Dyer back at the elm, mate, so Yeah, I yeah. I saw Gary's uh, back in charge. Yeah. And- um, I, I must admit, when they said that he's returning to be manager, I, I, I can't remember how long ago he would have been manager there. Um, I think it's a couple of seasons, I'd say, Dix. I want to say because I, I do watch him a little bit, mate. You know, obviously being up this way and all, Dix and Foxall's one of me go-to clubs, mate. You know, to go and watch a game. <laughs> but um, yeah, I do. I do watch him. I'm, I, I think it's about two seasons ago, Gary. Gary left, mate. Oh, right. I think. Right. Yeah, because then obviously Wets and Sean took over for best part of two. Yeah, maybe three seasons, Deeks, yeah. actually, because yeah. time goes quick, doesn't it, in, in yeah. local football, Deeks, doesn't it? But yeah, so yeah, Gary's back there, mate, and, you know, good luck to him, mate, you know. I, I, I'm, I'm still surprised, Deeks, because, you know, I watched Foxhole earlier in the season against St Dominic and they drew to all, and, you know, I'm still surprised by their league position. I thought Foxhole were decent, actually, mate, that day, but. Mm. You know, I suppose the league table don't lie, I suppose, because it's still yet to, to win a game, isn't it? So yeah, that's right. Weird. And weird uh, as John said, to just to recap on the games that are coming up, because um, sometimes it gets a bit confusing over sort of uh, the Christmas weekend, uh, Boxing Day is just the one, and that does involve Foxhall there at home to St. Stephen. And then there's the three 
on the bank holiday Monday. St Newlyn East home to Padstow, St Dominic against Plymouth Marjons, and Tor Point home to St Minver. So, uh, so just a handful of games in that league, Rappo. So uh, yes, mate. Yeah, Tor Point did well last week, Deeks, didn't they? To get their first team game on, mate. I thought. Yeah, that's right. I was yeah. a bit surprised about well, that, but um, almost. Yeah. Well done to the Grains from there. <laughs> right. <laughs> so moving on. It's time for the St. Perrin League updates. Aspects, well, only four games, mate, survived the, well, the, the, the shocking weather last weekend, Deeks, on it. Yeah. Um, I mean, probably did well to get four games on, really, but uh, I'll, I'll start with the only game on in the in the East, mate, and, and that saw Saltash Borough uh, move into the top six, thrashing Liscard 6-1 on their 3D, sorry, mate, 3 3D. <laughs> yeah, that'd be good, mate, wouldn't it? You have to wear glasses and all. Is it a PlayStation <laughs> game or something? Is it or what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, mate. Sorry, mate. But uh, put my teeth back in, and uh, it was a 3G on their 3G pitch, mate. And assaulting um, three goals in each half, mate, were, were scored by Kieran Owen. Who's scoring a lot of goals lately, mate? I think he scores every week. Um, Sonny Casson and star of the show James Green uh, with a four-goal haul digs on the day. So, well done to James Green, mate. In the West, um, a last-minute equaliser from Halston substitute Jordan Adlord digs. Lord mm. Jordan Adlord. Yeah, saw them take a point against St Agnes, who opened the scoring through Curtis Pay. Um, and well done to Aggie, by the way, Diggs, for getting the game on. Um, it, it was a behind-closed-doors affair, mate, um, obviously with the COVID stuff and that. But they they, they, pay, they played at Truro College's uh, 3G pitch, mate, and, and, you know, taking a point off third-place Halston, who included the likes of Josh Storey, Lewis Tonkin and Matt Buchan in their starting line-up, Diggs. So... Mm. You know, good, great result for Aggie and, and well done for forking out of their own po- pocket, really, mate, you know, to, to get the game on. Yeah, because, um, uh, just to sorry. interrupt there, I, I know that someone's mentioned why don't there, you know, why, why aren't there more games being played on the 3G at the moment to try and get through this yeah. fixture build-up. Well, it costs money, though, doesn't it? You know, why, why should a club, oh, yeah. you know, instead of waiting to be able to play at their home... Yeah. Have the four cat. I mean, yeah. I went to the um, Trelawney Division Four game last Saturday. Uh, um, a drop ship against Probus Reserves, and uh, yeah. I was asking. Uh, well, Dave James was there. The you know the, oh, yeah. the league officials, yeah. and I asked him. You know, any idea how much it cost to, to you know hire this pitch for the game? And I think it was something like £110, you know. Oh, I know, mate. And that's yeah, an hour you pay the referee, obviously. So uh, Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mate. It's not cheap, is it, Dick? No, not that's cheap. right. It's not. So, no. Mm, yeah. Well done, Taggy, mate. Yeah. Perhaps they should make it a bit cheaper, really, Dick. And then we might see clubs, you know, using the facilities yeah. a bit more with their, with their, you know, winters that we get, mate. But... But uh, but sixth place St Ives Deeks they beat Paranwell three one uh, at the Saltings. They seem to play at the Saltings Deeks, don't they? Yeah. No matter what the weather. Yeah, that's true. But, yeah, they never seem to get a game off there. You know, well done to them. But Andy Barry mate scored a double for the Saints in that mate, and uh, 
Dave Standing might score a consolation for plucky Per and Well, mate. Um, there was there, there a 7th v 5th at, at the Vogue, um, and it saw the honours even after an entertaining three, a Desmond 3 3 D. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't mentioned old Desmond no, for a while. Have we? No, no, no. no. <laughs> but yeah, it was an entertaining free all draw, apparently, mate. And, and well done to St. Day Groundsman as well, Dick's Mort Lear and, and his team for getting that game on as well, mate. You know, we're, we're sort of many others were called off. Uh, understandably last weekend Dix. but but uh, Ross Badcock Nathan Hampton and David Mitchell netted for the Greens with Tom Langford Nathan Taylor and Gavin Boone uh, getting the Saints replies Dix. don't usually do a team of the week with only four games to be honest <laughs> but but I thought you know with, with Salt Ashborough mate beating Liscard 6-1 and moving into the top six, you know, in the process. And, and I think St Agnes, you know, forking out, like you said, the, you know, just now a lot of money to rent Trora College's 3G pitch and so they could get the game on, mate, and then being rewarded, mate, you know, with a, with a great point against the high-flying Halston, you know, who, who brought in three first-team, you know, youngsters as well, mate, great, all great players. So so I'm going to go for those two teams this week. I think, Dicks, you know, Salt Ashborough in the east and St Agnes in the west, mate. So Penryn, I'm snuck in there at all, anyway? Not, no, not this week, Dicks. <laughs> no, no, they, they couldn't do three in a row, Dicks. It was uh, called off at uh, Trungle, mate. <laughs> Whilst we're but, talking yeah. about St Agnes, yeah. Kimo, how many years has he been manager there now? Oh, I spoke to Kimo the other day about this, Dicks. I, I, I want to say 23, mate. 23, I think it is. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. This is his 23rd, I think, because it was Kimo and Steve Kerno, mate, weren't they? They was on about yeah. 20 yeah, each. That's true. Yeah, and then obviously Steve sort of, I think he did 21, didn't he, mate? It's just before he sort of stepped down. Mm. And uh, yeah, Kimo's carried on, mate. So he's on 23, which is, you know, unbelievable, Dicks, really. Yeah. In, it, in one, I know, I know, obviously Reg. You know, blows everyone out of the water, doesn't he, at Camelford for this 30 seasons? But, but uh, you know, what what Kimo, well, Kimo and Mandy have done for St Agnes Diggs, mm. you know, is uh, is fantastic, really, mate, isn't it? You know, what they've 23 seasons is, is Long unbelievable, time. isn't it? Yeah. yeah, it is, isn't it, mate, in this day and age, especially, mate, isn't it? Brilliant. Brilliant, mate. But uh, there's three Boxing Day fixtures, Deeks. I know you're going to ask me what's on, mate, aren't you? So, um, and they're, they're all 11 a.m. Uh, kickoffs in the West, Deeks. Uh, it's the usual Penryn v. Falmouth game, mate, at Kernick Road this year uh, after Penryn's 5 2 win at Bickland last year, mate. Um, and you've got the Alston v. Port Levin uh, fixture rekindled, mate, after Port's promotion. You know, up until the St. Piran West this season. And there's also a Luggan looking to go back to the top of the league at home to Redruth United, mate. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and in the East, there's a, there's a couple in the East, a couple of matches. Uh, 11 a.m. sees a basement battle at Marshfield Park. I mean, you know, that's if it's on Deeks, isn't it, at Carrington? <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah. it's such an apt name, isn't it, for their yeah, crowd, yeah. mate, isn't it? <laughs> But uh, lovely ground, mate, isn't it? When it's dry, isn't it? But uh, <laughs> but yeah, but uh, yeah, it's um, Callington and Lanreth, mate. And uh, and at eleven and at eleven thirty, mate, league leaders uh, 
Butte, mate, hosts their annual local derby with Morwenstow. I think that's usually a quite a feisty affair, mate, isn't it? Butte, we covered that um, a while back, mate, didn't we? We spoke yeah, to... Yeah, that's true. I think we spoke to more Yeah, last season. I think, you know, it was a pretty uh, tasty fixture, that one, mate. So Butte, Morwenstow, 1130 uh, and obviously Butte hoping to extend their lead at the top of the table. Um, so so a few games to whet the appetite, Deeks, on Boxing Day for the St. Perrin League followers, mate, and, and good luck with the weather for, for all those clubs, Deeks. Yeah, that's true. I mean, we've had a pretty wet week so far, so um, um, yeah. the forecast is supposed to improve, but... Um, I can't imagine many people will want to be out forking their pitch on Christmas Day, do you? Nah, so. <laughs> nah, nah, you wouldn't expect them to, would you, do? No. <laughs> Thanks for that. That's the Superior League Roundup from Rappo. And uh, let's hear now from South West Peninsula League Secretary Phil Hiscox, starting off with what did or didn't happen. Yes, yes. Uh, complete washout in the West Division. Uh, one FA Vars tie played and just three East games played. So very, very disappointing. I bet you're surprised Tor Point was on there. Um, yes, but they do tend to get their, their first team games on, to be fair. Um, so I wasn't wholly surprised. But, oh, uh, right. Obviously disappointed that Millbrook went out of the Vars. Yeah, I was going to say, Millbrook obviously left it a bit too late, didn't they? By the sound of it, yeah, two very late goals, but not not enough at three 0 down. Probably about three two. Yeah, and now Falmouth, um, yeah. they now have to travel up on Sunday, which doesn't help you and your fixtures very much, does it? <laughs> no, there was a lot of conversation right through Saturday and Sunday, trying to work out the, what was the the least of all the evils, because whichever way they did it, it was going to be a problem. Uh, I think Falmouth were actually prepared to go midweek, but. Mm. Um, I don't think now we were talking on Tuesday and we see the weather forecast today and, and the rain that's due again on Wednesday. I don't think it would have been played had they done it, particularly as Christchurch weren't keen to play at midweek anyway. Mm. Um, so it would be hard to imagine it would have been played. Um, Boxing Day, it, it, it was obviously going to be a big ask to ask the players to give up Boxing Day in its entirety to do that travelling. Um, and Monday was not an option. I, I know there was a little bit of speculation that uh, Parkway were going to play on the Monday, but the FA soon uh, corrected them that eight days was Sunday. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that that was uh, abruptly changed. Uh, I must admit, I, myself and Farmer had been hankering at that, thinking, well, if it was the Monday, they could still play Wendron on the Boxing Day and play that on the Monday, but the FA weren't having any of that. <laughs> um so, I mean, to be fair to Andy West Garvey, he didn't want to sort of cause me that that grief of losing both games. But as I said to him, you know, they've got to do what's right for them in that competition. Mm. Um, and clearly the, the right thing with the cards they've been dealt is to go on the Sunday. And if that means I lose Friday, uh, sorry, Saturday and Monday, well, let's be honest, I'm getting used to rearranging games at the moment, aren't I? <laughs> That's true. Now, I don't want to, you know, paint a picture of doom and gloom, but what what might happen if Sunday's game isn't played? Right, well the FA have said all ties must be played in an eight day window or the teams are liable to be excluded from the cup. Um, now in this particular case, I would think Falmouth would have the moral argument the moral high ground. They were prepared to travel and Christchurch called it off last week. Mm. They were prepared to travel and Christchurch in your scenario would have called it off this week. 
Um, so I would think that, that uh, Falk might actually get a walkover in that situation. But of course, the, the, the wheel can turn, or the boot, boot could be on the other foot in a in a future round, couldn't it? Because, uh, <laughs> Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? But... I, I mean, looking at the forecast, I would think it would be played someday. Mm. Um, the interesting thing, of course, is that we now know that the winners go to United Services Portsmouth, yeah. who will certainly not be hosting the game on the 9th of January because they're in Tier 4 now. No, because that's the other question I was going to say to you. Is I saw the, the final paragraph suggesting that the FA are looking at the competition as to what <laughs> might happen you know, in the future. You haven't heard anything yet, presumably? Not officially. I, I did see a report from the Hampshire area that the manager of uh, the Portsmouth team was, was very much hoping the FA would see common sense, but of course he would say that. Because <laughs> he's in that situation. I mean, Portsmouth dodged a real bullet on, on uh, last Saturday against Millbrook in as much as had that referee not played, had the game been postponed on Saturday, uh, and of course everybody on Saturday morning was, was eager for it to pass inspection and be played. But in hindsight, when Boris spoke at about quarter past four, so early in the second half, he effectively would have thrown Portsmouth out of the competition <laughs> if they hadn't have kicked off. And Milbrook would have gone through by default. Right. Mm. Um, I mean, certainly, I, I, I'm looking at Falmouth's fixtures. I've already made it known to Falmouth. I have no intention of postponing Falmouth's game with Launceston on the 9th of January um, because at the moment there, there, there seems to be no feasible way that they will be, even if they're in the Vars, that they'll be playing the Vars tie on the 9th of January. Mm. And presumably then, well, I know we're talking about ifs and buts here, but be the same sort of principle as Truro being um, eliminated from the FA Trophy because of the COVID situation? The, 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 the FA... Go out, presumably. The, the FA make themselves uh, all sorts of uh, issues with these very hard and fast rules, and it may well now come back to bite them quite severely because a lot of clubs, uh, some of them locally, like Exmouth and things, have had to forfeit their place in the FA Vars uh, and, and in the FA Trophy already this season. To then change the rule in January to suit the competition for not throwing out some teams will leave a bad taste with others, won't mm. it? it? It's. I mean, I'm not saying they won't, because the FA can do what the FA like. <laughs> um, but But it's it will leave a bad taste if, if clubs in later rounds are given more discretion to play their fixtures than, than those in the early rounds weren't given. OK, well, let's move on. Still staying on the subject of games being caught off, though, already for this weekend, I see you've had a few uh, fixtures that have uh, had to be postponed. Yes, yeah, COVID issues at one or two clubs. Um, and then we've got the issue, particularly with the COVID restrictions at um, Stoke Gabriel, Newton Abbott Spurs, Bobby Tracy. Um, in, in the West Division, obviously, the, the two games involving Falmouth for the FA Vars and the two games involving St. Blasey uh, for another incident. You must, well, uh, what's your reaction when the phone rings? <sighs> Depression, normally. I, think I was going to say you must run away from it almost. Um, it's it's. You, you don't you get many good news calls at the moment, do you? I bet. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, I mean, there's some lazy. Well, I don't want to go too much into the ins and outs of it because I think that will rumble on for weeks, to be honest. But. My heart sank when I had a, a phone call or an answer to message to phone 
to Blazy because I knew it wouldn't be good news because <laughs> of a tip off I had earlier in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, but actually, I then shortly afterwards sent an email to, to various people informing them of, of the postponements. And I just knew as soon as I pressed send, I could have looked at a stopwatch to work out how long before and which people would be straight on the phone. <laughs> uh, and, and certainly Monday night, it was about 11 p.m. before I was able to get off the phone. Oh, dear. Uh, and on Tuesday morning, I think the first phone call was at 7.55 a.m. from a journalist wanting a story. So. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I wouldn't like to have any enemies in this world because already on social media there seems to be a few people stirring things. But anyway, we won't... We won't uh, we won't open up that I, I don't think we need to get involved in that sort no, of debate, no. particularly now it's pantomime season, Dave. <laughs> yes, OK. <laughs> right. All things permitting them, for where will you be going to watch on Saturday and Monday? Right. OK. I, I, I have got my plans all in place with my social bubbles and all the rest of it. And mm. uh, on Boxing Day, rather unusually, I'll be sat at home at 11 o'clock when the majority of games kick off. Oh, yeah. um, but I'm going to take in the Torrington versus Torridge side derby. It's the first time the two have met at uh, Torrington's ground. They only met each other once last season uh, before the lockdown came along. Uh, and it's the closest derby in the league, 0.9 miles between the two grounds. That's considerably closer than Nuki and Godolphin, mm. if you were to walk the two. Um, and I've never seen that derby. So so that's the plan for Boxing Day, which is a two o'clock kickoff. So that's, that's slightly unusual. And that's an all-ticket game, isn't it? So it is, Any yeah. idea how they're getting on with uh, selling them? I, they, I saw a tweet the other day that they were well a world past 200. Right, so if one. somebody hasn't got a ticket yet and wants to go to that one, I'd suggest that they make contact pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was my, my plan or was my plan for Boxing Day. And then on the Sunday, my original plan was a double in, well, and it still is a double in Cornwall. Originally, it was St. Blasey versus St. Dennis, followed by Sticker versus St. Austell. Um, but obviously, the morning part of that plan uh, will now change. And I'm thinking that we'll probably do Bodmin versus Camelford as the 11 o'clock kickoff. Uh, and then may actually sort of save myself a few miles and, and head towards home afterwards and take in Liscard versus Dobbles. Right. I must admit, I haven't looked as far as Monday yet with regards to kickoff times, so even they're a bit... Um, uh... There's a couple of doubles there. I mean, Weybridge, you could do Weybridge in the morning, Godolphin in the afternoon, Bodmin and then Liscard. Yeah. Um, and, and originally, of course, you could have done St. Blasey and Sticker, but, but obviously now the St. Blasey game is off. Mm. Okay, so that's something for people to look at as well, isn't it? Um, yeah. If they want to get their football fix. Right, Boxing Day obviously is normally a day for local derbies, and you do very well to make sure it is in the peninsula. But have you yourself personally got any particular special Boxing Day memories from your football life or not? Um, Boxing Day is always a bit of a funny one. Cause it, it very, weather-wise, it invariably goes one of two ways. I've had several years where... We've had a lot of sort of frosty pitches and, and things, and it's caused those sort of issues. But as for ones where the weather's been better and we've been able to get out and, and watch some games, I mean, certainly I have to recall the first time that uh, Newquay hosted Godolphin, which, of course, is going to happen again this Boxing Day. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
it's the only time I think I've ever been to a Peninsula League game, possibly save a cup final involving the F Troop, where where actually people were queuing to get into the ground to kick off, and you were sort of trying to persuade the referee to, to give them a bit more time. Oh, really? Um, it was the record crowd at the time, and it still stands it now, 737. Um, and a cracking game, if I remember rightly. Uh, I think Godolphin came out on top, but uh, yeah, so that that's certainly one where you, know, you took a trip away from home on a Boxing Day to take in a game down away, you know, away from from where I live, and uh, chose the right one. I felt. Yeah, it, it's a great shame this 300 uh, maximum, isn't it? Because if you yeah. look at some of the games happening this Boxing Day, as you said, you've got the Newquay game, you've got obviously Penzance Mosel, which uh, attracts a few. Yep. Um, Saltash Discard is always a, a decent crowd. Yeah, that's right. And I was going to say, obviously, St. Austell, St. Blazes, but that's no longer. Yeah. Tall Point Millbrook. I mean, that's a top yeah. of the table clash as well. Yeah. To, to add in a little mix for that one. Yeah. So. Uh, interesting, last weekend, with, with only three games played, the three clubs that did get games played, Tall Point, Ilfracombe, and Brixham, all recorded their best crowds of the season. Obviously, helped by the fact that it was. Um, you know, there very few games on. Mm. Um, but if Torpoint can, can sort of get 130, if we can get 150 on the Saturday before Christmas, you know, on, on a fine weather boxing day, 300 should be a doddle. And unfortunately, that's where it has to stop. Yeah. Well, let's hope that the weather is kind to us. In the meantime, Phil, we wish you a Merry Christmas and thanks for keeping us up to date on the podcast with everything that happens well, almost everything. We don't want to talk about everything, but but no. everything uh, that we can talk about in the, in the Peninsula League. Well done for that, and thanks. Thank you, and a Merry Christmas to all our listeners. Ho, ho, ho. You're listening to the Cornish Soccer Rappo and Deke's Friday Fix. Sounds like he's been kept busy this week with uh, yeah. a few games being called off and uh, obviously keeping tabs on the negotiations between Christchurch and Falmouth, Rappo. Yeah. Like we mentioned earlier, Diggs, it's, it's crazy, isn't it, mate? You know, I know they've, you know, come to a, you know, date or whatever, Diggs, but this this eight-day thing and all, mate, and, <laughs> you know, the, the tier, tier four and can't play the game, you know, I, I don't know. Mate. I, I do feel for Phil, actually, Diggs, there's is, is a lot more to it than meets the eye, mate, in there, and, and obviously, you know, he's had a busy week, and then, obviously, you know, other things, the social media, doesn't help matters sometimes. You know, social media makes brilliant, isn't it, Dick's ninety percent of the time, but it's not always advantageous, is it, Dick? So I think Phil's phone's been red hot, mate, this week, hasn't it, with with everything, mate. All so sorts. that's right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly, <clears throat> mate. Yeah. I don't you know, obviously don't want to delve too deep, mate, do we? But but um but basically just I'd just like to say, you know, I hope all, all the clubs get their get their games on on Boxing Day, mate, and, and get the maximum three hundred, mate, and, and make a few quid digs, you know, because it's it's an important time of year for clubs, isn't it, mate, Christmas period. Yeah, well for sure and um there are still quite a few games on scheduled for Boxing Day. Um all various kick off times as well. So it's probably yeah best for people to keep uh, referring to either the Southwest Peninsula League website or the full-time website um, and uh, I think I've, in the list of fixtures on the forum I have on this occasion put kickoff times just so that uh, they're there for people to know what's happening and also of course um, some are all ticket affairs so uh, yeah. probably if you haven't got your ticket 
by the time you're listening to this podcast, um, you ought to check with the club to make sure there's still some available. I know that um, in particular the Nuki Godolphin one, um, we've got Maka yeah. on later, but uh, that one, I think the tickets are pretty much taken, unless you're an OAP. Oh, no, Dix, did you, I was just going to say that to you. Did you see that? I, I, I'm not quite sure what Nuki is doing there. Because, you, you know, surely just 300 tickets is 300 tickets, isn't it? But, you know, they're, they're not going to do their self out of some supporters, mate. Are they by making 40 OAP one adult ticket? Why don't you make that one adult ticket another 25 and then have 15 OAPs or something? Yeah. Like, you know, if it's going to cause... Uh, because they've got, like, kids, adult, and OAPs, haven't they, mate? Well, earlier in the week, they, they said that tickets nearly sold out. There are, yeah. uh, I mean, this was a few days ago now. There are only 48 tickets left. Uh, yeah, that's it. There yeah. are uh, just seven adult tickets, one child ticket, and 40 <laughs> OAP tickets. So um, it just yeah. does seem a little bit weird why they've done it that way, but... Um, um, yeah, it does, doesn't it? Do? Yeah. I know they've got a ticket office at the ground now, mate, haven't they, at Mount Voice? Yes, apparently so, yeah. Yeah, next to the food bit there, mate, in the corner. There's a little ticket office as well now. So. But if you yeah, haven't got well, a ticket to get in through the turnstile, you won't be able to go to that <laughs> ticket office anyway, will you? Or... No, that's true, mate. <laughs> yeah, that's a point. That's don't a know. point. No, no, I don't, mate. Oh, but, yeah, good. I hope they all get free, yeah. I hope they all get 300, though, Deeks, don't you? It's, uh, times are hard, mate, aren't they? They are, they are and um, let's stay with the South West Peninsula League now. And uh, with the aid of our pantomime magic carpet, let's work our way up from the far west of the county, Rappo, beginning with Penzance manager Anthony Reynolds. Two games over the weekend, Renault, Mosel and Helston couldn't be uh, much more difficult, could they? No, not really. I think I think since we've come back from from lockdown, we've we've had we did have obviously Camelford called off last week, Dave. But then um, we've had a real real tough December going up to Salt Ash. Um, that was that was tough last week. You know, didn't people see the scoreline again? They they dominated the game, but um, we were we were three nil three nil down with with about oh eighty seven minutes on the clock, and probably I would have I would have probably taken that. But um, yeah, they, they scored two late goals, and the, the five nil goal line looked quite comfortable in the end which it was you know I'm not going to get away with it and, and then obviously we've got those two games you mentioned as well now so uh, I think Jake, Jake touched base with me yesterday just saying what the pitch was like and um, and but it looks the weather looks good after tomorrow we've got a severe weather warning out tomorrow again haven't we so um, I think we get through that and I think we've got two or three days of, of decent dry weather plus we didn't play on it last week so I, I'm really confident that the game will go ahead on Boxing Day well, we'll blame you if it doesn't, because I hear you. <laughs> Dale Godding on his radio um, keeps saying you're a very keen meteorologist. So, uh... well, he he, he 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 likes to ask people outside football what hobbies he gets, and obviously, as you know, I, I delve in a little bit of um, weather. And um, so, yeah, if I get it wrong, of yeah. So, uh, but it's looking it's looking good after, after tomorrow. I think we've got a deluge tomorrow, but um, it's looking fairly fairly not not too bad going into Boxing Day. So, but really tough games, aren't they, Dave? You know, Mousel. Impressive, isn't it? They're twelve-one-one. Mm. They scored like some fifty-one goals. Um, I think there's only probably a couple still Ash. I think uh, so Ash have scored a little bit yeah. more than that. And but their defence is incredible, isn't it? They've only let in seven goals this year, and we've struggled. So it's going to make a, a massive effort to to get some kind of result, and obviously a massive effort to score because they're really hitting form at the right time. And and 
as we've been looking at the league, Campbellford and Falmouth are just hanging in there at the moment. Falmouth in great form. Um, but obviously Dave and Jake doing a great, great job at sort of Ashton Miles respectively. And they're, 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 they're setting that, setting that bar at the moment, aren't they? And it's, uh, it's a real toss up for me who's going to, who's going to win, but you can't look too far outside sort of Ashton Miles will be in there in this season. No. The thing is, with Mansell doing so well, I mean, obviously they're your local neighbours, aren't they? So, um, with, with all with all respect to Miles and what a fine job they're doing and, and Jake's uh, taking his experience from his football side into management now um, got great backing you know great support um, I just can't wait them to sort off Dave to be honest <laughs> <laughs> oh full of Christmas cheer then <laughs> oh I'll call me the Grinch but you know that's all that's all disrespect you know they are they are a great side aren't they and they, they play some really good football but yeah absolutely we, we don't want them anywhere near us to be honest <laughs> well that's, that's, that's not apparently it was a couple of years ago but anyway we won't go there um, it, I mean Boxing Day it's, it's obviously going to be a big game because of the local rivalry but you must be expecting I would hope a, a 300 maximum yeah, we've we've always been. I think the Mouse of Penzance game, depending on weather, you know, obviously we we can't get as many people in the in, in our in our lovely old stand um, as, as we can. But um, it's it's going to be we're about one eighty two hundred. That's what we normally go for now because of the lack of football. Um, and we've obviously we're offering the Pirates um, supporters also. Um, entry. Um, I don't think it's free entry. I think it's just um, a couple of pound off. But it's um, you know we 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 could possibly get there. You know we haven't done all ticket because I don't think we've reached those numbers before. But let's hope we're not turning people away on Boxing Day. But what I would say to people, it's a twelve o'clock kickoff. It was originally eleven, so make sure the change is. It's definitely twelve o'clock. Uh, get there early. Um, get your ticket. Um, it's going to be a fascinating game because, you know, it's it's a derby. And like you said, only two or three years ago, we did a double over Mauser and, and, the, and the levels were, were fairly similar. You know, Mauser were flying. We were, were kind of struggling at the other, other end and we put in a, a massive display. And, you know, being a local derby, it's, you know, it's cliches, no, no, um, as you start and see where the game takes us. And, um, but yeah, it's going to be, it's, 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 it's normally quite feisty. I think the, I think there's been a few sentences off over the last couple of years. You know, I think Mouse were actually the two games we played had one player sent off each game. So, yeah, it's 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 this full thrusted game, and uh, you know, really looking forward to it. And what about preparation? Have you, you know, are you having a training session this week or what? Well, we've we've obviously been training throughout. Um, we've had a few Christmas parties as everybody has done. So we haven't because. I felt that we wanted to go into the uh, Mouser game fresh, uh, really fresh. We've got a game on the Monday, so we know we've got a couple of games. So we decided to give the lads uh, the wee this week off and prepare right for it, make sure they prefer. They drink too much Christmas Day and um, and hopefully be prepared come, come obviously, uh, a Saturday. But, you know, the squad is, I think one thing this year, our squad is, you know, still 1920. And, and for, you know, the lads have done fantastically well to keep it together. You know, like I said, December's been a, Probably the hardest month you could expect on fixtures. I um, couldn't get any harder than that. So we we just we just need to you know be competitive for the next couple of games and then and then target other matches that that come come ahead in in the following months. But obviously we're still looking. We're still all concerned about about the lockdown uh, maybe coming could mm-hmm. come after Christmas. I think everybody's and everybody's back in mind. I think one more and I keep saying one more. I think we're in well, Phil. We must think we're in serious trouble in getting this season finished. Mm. Doesn't help with, I, I know the situation down here isn't quite so bad, but doesn't help with lots of leagues around the country sort of suspending or calling it a day, doesn't it, already? 
Absolutely. I think, um, I forgot which league it was on Twitter last night. I've now suspended it till January. The, it, was, it was another Southern League um, area that, that suspended until 18th of January. Um, and yeah, even even though we've got low emissions down here, I think it's on the rise, isn't it, Dave? I was listening last night. I mean, that's 200% over the last few days. So it is it is rising, um, but to a lower level. But um yeah, it's it's worrying times, you know, and I know Dave Dave mentioned on Twitter why are we play in the senior cup. Uh, you know, that's I don't know if I've got an opinion on that at the moment, but um it's it, again the league I would have thought the league's the most important thing and if something's got to go first you would think it would be the cups. Well the problem is I think is well the FA aren't exactly uh taking or you can't take an example of the FA but the fact that they're trying to squeeze in the, the Vars and a trophy, aren't they? I mean there's no need, surely. Yeah. No, no, absolutely. And I think, you know, the bread and butter has always been the leagues. That's what we play for. That's that's how kind of the, the football structure works in, in England and, and every country. So for me, <laughs> the first things would have to go would be those things. So may, maybe that will happen in the next few weeks if we come if we come to decision. I'm sure it would do. I'm sure that's I'm sure the Cornwall FA would have to pull the, the county cup even though they wouldn't want to. Um but again that's probably discussions between so Western League and, and the county on that one. Mm. And Boxing Day memories, normally in the cal- footballing calendar, it's quite a special day, isn't it? I think so, yeah, because everybody's had that, had that, had that Christmas day and just probably been inside most of the day. And usually we get rain, don't we, on Christmas Day? But my prediction is crystal blue sunshine and a beautiful day to get out for your walks on Christmas Day. So, um, <laughs> so you'll be, um, be able to walk that uh, turkey off where we have. But uh, it's... Um, it's, it is, yeah. I, I just think, you know, I, I used to go and watch rugby a lot. And Redwood and Campbell used to be a massive thing that I used to go and watch as well on Boxing Day. So it's, it's, a, it's a great thing to get together. And, and um, I think people do enjoy getting out and watching a bit of sport on Boxing Day, especially Cornwall. You know, I don't know what it's like in other counties, but Cornwall's renowned for that um, if it's rugby or football. So I think there's going to be a lot of bumper crowds. I'm sure Sonosta was slightly disappointed to, mm. to hear the unfortunate incident with some Blazy player or players. Um, because it's, it's a money earner, Dave, isn't it? At the end of the day, we, we, we are looking for a bumper crowd to, to give the club some earnings. And, um, you know, like any club, we, we go month to month, you know, trying to survive. So, um, yeah, we're looking forward to the income and hopefully we can make a little bit on the day as well. And um, for you, you got any special Boxing Day memories from the past when you were playing or not? Um, Sam with pen rings, wasn't it, all day? It's always, for me, you know, the Sam with pen ring games were really, really feisty. Um, and you know we played an era where Penryn were were, were probably the, in the combination league were probably the, the team to beat for many years before they went to Southwestern League. So yeah, uh, the Andy Parries and the Andy Stivies and all those kind of guys going down to Kernick Road and playing against them. Uh, it was a great rivalry. Fan with Penryn, great rivalry. So that, they would stick in my mind definitely. Okay, well, thanks for coming on, Reno. All the best for Christmas and New Year. And, um, Thank you. Well, let's hope you've got your weather prediction right, if nothing else. <laughs> Finger crossed. I'm sure you'll tell me if I'm wrong. <laughs> your Cornish Soccer Podcast. Well, two tough games for the Magpies, Rapper. Cool, yeah, aren't they just thinks, Yeah, it couldn't be much tougher, really, mate. I, I love those comments that you think, so I wish <laughs> Mosel would sod off. <laughs> I think they, I think Penzance fans might need to make a flag of that, don't they? <laughs> and put beyond the goal. Put beyond the goal. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That could be a famous quote in years to come from then. <laughs> but, uh, but no, Deeks. You know, seriously, like it's, it's a big game, isn't it, for the Penwith area? That one, mate, isn't it? Penzance mm. v Mosel. I mean, should you know, should I always sort of guarantee a decent crowd at Penley Pot 
for that one. You know, anyway, Deeks, shouldn't you, regardless of sort of league positions. And, and like Rene said, really, Deeks, great chance to, you know, generate some much-needed funds for the club. And no matter, you know, how you're doing in the league table, mate, a local derby always seems to be a, a good leveller, doesn't it, Deeks? You know, Boxing Day games, you know, on a, on a heavy pitch, you know, always seem to be a bit of a leveller, doesn't it, mate, regardless of league positions. So, yeah. be an interesting match, mate, wouldn't it? Yeah, as far as the figures go, when Penzance entertained Mosul there two years ago, uh, 380 people were at the game, uh, and they were the, the third best crowd of the season, um, um, yeah, I think. So, uh, you know, I, I know they're, they're not one of the all-ticket matches, uh, but actually, I am now going to be going to this match I was originally going to the Sinostal St Blasey game bought me tickets because yeah. my daughters are going with me for a change bought the tickets oh, and there you go oh. no game yeah so I should be at the Penzance game but I am now what time do you think I should get there Rappo in the sense that it's a 12 o'clock kick off yeah obviously first come first serve what would you yeah. recommend oh I it's probably Half eleven, mate, isn't it? To get a nice little seat in that big old stand, mate. That big old famous stand. At well, Dundee I'm hoping Boxing. it's going to be decent weather, Boxing Day, so we don't need to go in the stand, yeah. to be honest. That's but, true, mate. Yeah, forecast is all right, isn't it? Yeah. I suppose we could yeah. get there a bit earlier anyway. There's always a cup of tea to be served. Yeah. And tea up there. and uh, Yeah. One of the nicer tea-ups, mate, isn't it? Penzances, yeah. mate. Yeah. yeah. I mean, old mate of mine, mate, Willow, mate, Paul Williams, you know. Willow's mum's usually in the tear at Penzance, mate. I always get a smile off Mrs. W. <laughs> I'm not sure mate. she's still behind the tear anymore, <laughs> that, but I think... When was the last time you went down there for... The, oh, for it was quite a while, mate, <laughs> to be fair. Yeah, because Willow's been at Mose, hasn't he, for a couple of seasons, mate. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's true, mate. She probably isn't there anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm stuck in my way deep good, tonight, good, good for you to reminisce anyway but, yeah uh, bless her mate lovely lady yeah <laughs> right <laughs> okay so uh, that's uh, one local derby a special game on Boxing yeah. Day Penzance against Mosul from one local derby on Boxing Day in Mounts Bay to another on the north coast of the county and in Rapu did you know this it's one of the nation's yeah. favourite seaside towns is it really, mate? Yeah. I'm talking, yeah. of course, about Newquay, and this is the Peppermint's yeah. manager, Tony McKellar. Right then, Macca. Well, couldn't talk to anyone in football in Cornwall this Boxing Day uh, feature without Newquay against Godolphin. Big game, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's it's always been one of the bigger sort of local uh, derbies, obviously both being in the same town. Um, I think it draws a lot of attention. Um you know, I think in previous years, especially, there's always been a bit of bite involved. Um, so, yeah, it should be interesting. I think, I don't know if it still holds the biggest attendance. It um, does, it does. 737, does yeah. yeah. Yeah, which which was great, you know, and I, I'm sure if um, we did have the restrictions and it had been a nice day, you never know. We might have, um, might have pushed it uh, this year, but not to be. No, obviously, it's uh, restricted to the 300, which is a big shame, isn't it? Because... Uh, well, lots of money to be made as well, isn't it, for the club? Yeah, I mean, they look at it as, obviously, as a day where they can get revenue in, much-needed revenue. Um, I think the tickets have, I think they're selling really well. Um, I don't know how many are left, to be honest. Um, 
it's just a shame you're trying to make the, the the best of a bad situation where obviously you can get only so many into the bar you can only do so much at the even at the, the takeaway uh, in during the game um so it is what it is um <laughs> but i'm sure you know they'll they'll make, you know they'll make some needed some much needed money i'm sure yeah, it's been a funny old season all round, really, isn't it? I mean, how would you describe the form of Newquay so far this season? <laughs> um, <laughs> wow, that's uh, yeah, the free, the one million dollar uh, question. Um, do you know what? It's, it's, to say it's been up and down would be, uh, you know, people will look at it. You know, we went and beat Salt Ash away, and then we come back at home and we lose to Callington. Um, and that's not being disrespectful. You know, to be fair to them, they, they set out their stall. They did really well, um, you know, t- to be fair. But we got a team and, and, you know, there's a lot of, t- you know, it's funny, I chat to one or two of the other managers and I go, well, what, you know, what do you think? And, and, and we have general chat and they just never know what they're going to get with Newquay. <laughs> they know there's a team there with full of good players. Um, the problem we have is, especially this year, it's just consistency, and and that is also in players turning out, players actually you know, being on the pitch, and and if we can get that, and then you've also got consistency of performance. You know, on paper they're they're a very good group, but what we've struggled with in the last couple of years is getting them all on the pitch, and not just maybe two games out the whole season. Um, you know, I do. I'm envious of other teams in that. You know, I look at Westies lockdown at Falmouth. And he's pretty much, yeah, he has his injuries, but he's got a solid lot that are there and they turn in week in, week out. You know, you look at Salt Ash, they're very similar, turn in week in, week out. And we just, I don't know why, we try and get to the bottom of it. Just consistency, you know, of turning out, not being injured or not being banned. You know, we're not saying they're all banned. We've done a lot better over the last two years in our, I'd say we're almost too nice at times as a team. Um, But... Just getting them on the pitch. We 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 only a session last week. We said we've only played I think 16 games, and I said put your hand up. How many missed four games or more? And I would say nearly two thirds of the team put their hand up. Right. So there you go. You know you can't you can't strive to win things if you're not actually on the pitch. And we're constantly having to change it. So it must be it must be so frustrating though because many people, myself as well, have said that we've seen a Newquay side this season that could actually feature in the top you know, five. Yeah, 100%. I think, you know, there were results where if we'd beaten Camelford, no one would have argued. If when we drew, when we um, played at Helston, if we had won that game, nobody would have argued. You know, no one would have said, oh, they didn't deserve it. You know, they would have said, oh, they just they just won that game. And they're the t- that's the team that, you know, when we perform, uh, we know we can do that, but the problem what we've got is that people get injured. They go out for four games, they come back, it takes them a game or two, and we haven't, we don't have that luxury, especially in our league, two, two games a week, for them to come back in and have a, a game or two to get back into it. We haven't got it, and they do. I, I think, like I say, majority of that all missed three or four mm-hmm. games with injury. I think it was fifth or sixth game into the season, we had eight players out. <laughs> Last season, it was ridiculous. I remember going to Penzance and we had a whole team out. Mm. We had 11 and we actually looked at the 11 that were out were stronger than the 11 we were fielding. And it was just... So then, you you know, you try and think, is it the way the guys look after themselves? Is it the way that they, you know, um, I don't know. 
I don't know. I wish I could answer it. And it's I'm sure there's plenty one. of people go, well, well, it's this. It must be that. But, you know, there's some generally healthy and fit lads there. It's not like they all sit and play PlayStation every evening. <laughs> it's, not, it's not that. So, yeah, I don't know. We just know on our day we can compete. But he's trying to get that consistency out of the lads. And I'll tell you now, we, we've missed a large chunk of that this season, hence why we're in the position that we're in. And probably won't finish at the point where we want to, but we're just going to have to crack on now. Mm. So what's the preparation for the Boxing Day game? Have you had training this week or holding training? Um, it's hard because the players' commitments and we look at it. I think, you know, like I say, I think... We had a really great pre-season. All the lads' fitness was, was spot on. So whether it's just bad luck that we pick up these injuries or not, they're getting too old. Um, you know, we forget. You've got Billy, you've got Lowry. Um, you've got some of the boys are 31 now. And they're all starting to pick up little niggles. They're not the, the 24, 25-year-olds that they used to be. But I think motivation-wise, we'll be there. I think they'll, they'll want to win. Uh, we were saying this the other day, they'll want to win. But for us, most importantly... It's just about getting the three points because we know we're good enough to get it. And we've had a few disappointing results where we're good enough. We should have beaten them. And we haven't played well enough on the day to get there. And that's our biggest battle. We know if we play well enough, we'll, we'll win the game. Of course, it's, really. a, it's a big weekend, really, because you've got Godolphin on Boxing Day, Weybridge on Bank Holiday Monday. Those six points could be so handy in climbing the table. Oh, yeah, I mean, we, we looked at Camelford. We would have moved up to seventh if we, I think we had beaten Camelford. Um, and we looked at that and we thought, right, you know, we, we know we've gone innocent. And to be fair, they outrun us, they outplayed us. Um, we were too weak in the front line. Yeah, we were, we were weak, very weak. I don't think we really caused them any problems. Um, defensively, we were fine. Um, they had very few chances. But, yeah, we know that six points will just... It's fine margins, and for us, it was always if we could get a top eight, top six finish. We never went out there with the intention of we're going to win this league. We know there's other teams that are probably better prepped and, and a bit further on the road than us to, to to challenge for that. But we thought for us, another step in the right direction was was getting into that sort of top six, and it's still potentially there. I think you just need to string a few results together in this league, and <laughs> and that gets you there. But um, we still get, we can still do it. We're not saying that we uh, we can't, um, but we just need to consistency. We've got most people back at the moment, so there's no reason why not. And if we don't, it's because we didn't perform well enough, and then that's our own doing. Okay. Now, Boxing Day, uh, <laughs> were you actually involved in that 737, that biggest attendance, or not? That's a good question. If you were, you would have been with Godolphin, I guess. Yeah, I would have been with Godolphin. I think I might have been on the bench. So I might have been on the bench, right? Which probably would have nullified that experience. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, apart from that memory, I mean, have you got any special memories of Boxing Day, uh, either as a player or a, or a manager? It's it's a tough one. That one I was thinking about it, and I kind of went, you know, I I don't know. Nothing sticks out. It's kind of for me because always everyone builds up around us. And maybe I'm probably the least enthusiastic about it. <laughs> oh, God. What, that, why did I many... get you on the podcast? <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I've ruined it. I've ruined it. Everybody's going to be listening to this thinking he's going to be saying this and that. No. Do you know what? I probably build it down because for us, it's – I've said this, you know, whereas, look, simple thing. When I was at Godolphin, it was a big achievement for us. You know, Nuki was a bigger club. We were creeping up. And if 
for us, when we were at Godolphin, when we beat the big boys, if we beat a Bodmin and St. Hostel, it was a great achievement. And to do that against your local rivals, it was great. But that was probably back then. Now, it's it sort of dropped off a bit, I think, maybe because of the position of Godolphin. I think in their league position in the last few seasons, the fact that we've probably finished above them, I think, in the last three or four seasons. Um, so it's not like if, they, if if we were seventh and they were eighth, hmm. I bet you everyone would be chomping at the bit. Yeah. But I think for me, it's sort of they'll treat it like a cup final for them. I bet you, if you, I don't know if you've spoken to them, they'll probably be you know trying to keep everything hidden and and, and be you know really coy about it. And probably <laughs> it is a probably bigger deal to them. That's the honest truth um, for them because if they beat us and they came eighteenth. I don't think that was an achievement. Whereas if we beat them and we come 12th in the league, it's irrelevant. It's irrelevant if we lost to Godolphin. Everyone might say, oh, yeah, it's forgotten. It's, you know, uh, you have to live with it for about 48 hours. There's a bit of banter <laughs> and there's a few things flying around. But ultimately, it doesn't matter. I mean, look at it on paper, look at it on the, on the league stands. They've got nothing to lose. They know that because we, we finished higher than them and we are higher than them. And we probably will finish higher than them this year. Mm-hmm. So for them, they've got nothing to lose. For us, it's three points against what we look at as a weaker side. And if we don't perform, they'll punish us because we, we lost at Callington. So actually, if someone if they beat us, and, and would people go, oh, well, they lost to Callington as well. So we've probably done ourselves a favour by taking pressure off ourselves by losing <laughs> to Callington. Um, it's, it's one of those that local rivalries kind of there, but then, you know, there used to be local players on either side. There's probably all the local players are more up. Uh, our place, you know, I think we got a squad of 20 and there's 19 are from Nuki. There's right. only one, which I think is Moxie, who's outside of Nuki now. So, yeah, I'd, I'd like to build it up. I'd like to say there was a great, uh, they've kind of, yeah, all fallen into sort of place in the last few years where what you'd expect was, you know, last year we thought we'd expect a bit of a good local, we won 6 0, which is quite boring. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, no, sorry. <laughs> I'll tell you what, though, Maka, you'd take that 6 0 score line again, wouldn't you? There's the thing. If we won six nil, that'd be that. Who would, looking at league standings, looking at that, looking at some of the losses they've had, but they've picked up form. So I would say it's it's going to make it more interesting. You know, some of the results they've had, I think it has drummed up a lot of interest because we've been on a bad run. They've, if you call it a good run, they've improved in in performance. Um, so it should be theoretically a bit a bit closer. So that it will make it more interesting. We go in with it and not because we, we don't go into any game thinking we, we're going to win it or we should deserve to win it. You have to earn that and we get that. It doesn't matter. And I think Callington was a massive wake-up call for us because it just shows you. It does. It just shows you in this league. There are teams that will just, you know, it's, it's a funny old league, isn't it? So, yeah, we'll go in with the eyes wide open um, and we certainly don't want to lose it. Not because it's just Godolphin and we'll never hear the end of it for <laughs> at least 48 hours, and probably from one or two personnel, never for the rest of their lives because they'll live off it. But because <laughs> for us, it's about getting three points and getting to where we want to be. And that's in that top six. That is all that matters to me. Right, Maka, whatever happens, have a great Christmas. Yes, um, yeah, to you, 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 you too, Dave. So, um, hello to Rappo for us and uh, Jack as well, because um, I meant to mention last time, obviously, when Jack played for us as well for a season, and uh, Rappo was up there watching quite a fair bit. And, and I'm glad to hear Jack's doing okay. He was, he was such a good and nice lad when he was with us. I wish, I wish all the players were like Jack, I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> really nice and respectful. It was great. Okay, thanks for that, and uh, hey. all, the, all the best. No worries. Have a good one.
your Cornish A must-watched Derby in Cornwall rapper, I think, this one, isn't it? Yeah, it's a cracker, isn't it, Deeks? You know, like both both clubs from the same town, mate. I think Macca said, you know, always great to speak to Macca, mate, any top bloke. And 737, Deeks, still the record, isn't it, mate? Mm. You know, for, yeah, that Nuki Godolphin game, mate, back in the day. And, uh, it, well, it you know, massive, again, mate, you know, massive game with both teams from, like we said, from the one town, mate, and, and and new and to be honest, like Mac has sort of admitted himself, mate. Nuki prove they, you know, they can beat anyone on their day, mate. You know, going up the salt ash and winning, and they can also lose to anyone, can't they? Mate? Yeah. You know, losing yeah. over Callington. So, I mean, which which makes this game a, a sort of fascinating one as well, mate. You know, with Mac and Clarky, mate. You know, old mates know each other so well in the dugouts. Um, so, you know, I think it'd be a great occasion again, mate. Mate, wise like it always is, Dix. And, and it's a shame, really, Dix, isn't it? Because, you, you know, you you would get more than 300 for this one if we, we was allowed, mate. Oh, you? But, yeah, for sure. For yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But like Mac has said, Dix, you know, Godolphin's got nothing to lose on the day, mate. And, and, it, and it does make it, make it an interesting one, mate, doesn't it? Yeah, and it, actually, it was until you mentioned it a moment ago, I was... Uh, Paul, Paul Clark, the Godolphin manager, uh, recently appointed. Uh, it wasn't yeah. that long ago. He was in a dugout at Newquay, was it? Exactly, mate. Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, like um, like Mackie said, mate. You know, when Jack was there, mate, he, he loved it there. You know, he got a lot of respect for Mackie, mate. And you know, I used to watch a few games. And st- you know, second half, he used to stand down by the dugout area, mate. You know, when they're attacking the clubhouse then. And, mm-hmm. and uh, it's a great dugout, mate. You know, when that, you know, you, you had like Ross, obviously Ross McConey, mate. He's you know legend, then he Ross, mate. You know, physio and and, and obviously managed there as well, mate. Ross knows his football and. And um, and you had like Macca and Clarkie in the dugout as well, you know those three, mate. You know, you used to get some some great old comments coming from the dugout, mate. You know, so but uh, but yeah, yeah, know each other well, Dicks, and you know a lot of familiarity, and and obviously you know a lot of players on on both teams played for for the other club as well, mate, haven't they? So ex players galore, isn't it? Mm, that's right. And if we're looking at the stats for the attendances, um, now this game two years ago. Uh, got 454. Um, cool. That was the best for the season at uh, Mount, uh, uh, for the league um, in that yeah. uh, season. Um, yeah. Godolphin last season uh, when it was at um, at their ground 323. So yeah, you can understand why the tickets are selling out quickly. Um, so yeah. those old age pensioners, they better rush to the ground and buy those <laughs> tickets, haven't they? Better get their quick picks, wouldn't they? Get their, <laughs> get their walking picks out, mate, and get down there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, okay, so uh, that's uh, Newquay against Godolphin. Um, we continue on our travels from Newquay across the county and down into the south-east corner of Cornwall to speak to Tall Point Athletics Assistant Manager Gary Williams. Well, a Boxing Day fixture quite often feels special, Gary, but uh, it's a local derby for you, but even more important this year because it's the top two playing each other. It is, yeah, it's actually falling that way. Um, like you say, it's always a big game. Whenever it is, Tall Point Millbrook's a big fixture, local derby. Obviously, we didn't have it for a few years. Um, in the last few, 
have certainly been really competitive and, and really close games. So, yeah, the fact that we're first and second in the league, I guess, just adds a little bit more spice to it and uh, looking forward to it. <laughs> yeah, I bet. And it's home for you guys, so I'm expecting the allowed capacity of 300. That's right, yeah. Yeah, we've obviously got the protocols in place. I think, you know, they're, they're planning on closing the gates as soon as we've got the 300, so it is pay on the day. Um, and I'd imagine we'd get that. So, yeah, it should be a good crowd. Two years ago, when you played at uh, at the mill, it was 371. So uh, the fourth best attendance that season. So uh, it's obviously a, a, it does attract the people, doesn't it? There's not been a great deal of, of local football in terms of you know people going to Argo and things like that with the restrictions. So you know hopefully that will that'll draw a few more down to the mill on on Boxing Day. It's a game you've got to win though, isn't it? Really, when you're looking at the league table, if you want to finish champions, Millbrook have got to be beaten. Yeah, I think that you know they've shown so far they're definitely the team to beat. Um, you know, it's nice to be top at the moment, but it doesn't really mean anything in December. And like you say, they've got a few games in hand, so you know we don't really want to lose a game. It would make things a lot tougher. Um, but yeah, for us, it's you know it is the cliche. It's the next game to take each game as it comes, and and it's three points at stake, and that's that's the way we look at it, really. Yeah, but last Saturday with Millbrook in the Vars, what was going through your guys? Mind because obviously if they won, Boxing Day game wouldn't have been on, would it? So <laughs> dare I say it, you wanted Millbrook to lose? Yeah, listen, Dave. Like, you know, any any Cornish team that's in the Vars, you know, you wanted to do well because you want to, you know, they represent the, the, the county and you know Cornish football on the whole. So, but at the same time, you know, it's it's difficult one because we're already behind in terms of fixtures this season with a, with a late start and. Obviously, with the weather this time of year, there's games being called off left, right, and centre, and you know, COVID cases here and there. You know, we had a game called off against Marjons, you know, the week before because um, they had a player that, that tested positive. So, so, the more games that go off, the more you're thinking, is this season actually going to finish? Um, so, yeah, from that respect, you, you know, want to get the game played as soon as possible. So, yeah, we weren't too disappointed because it means we've got a fixture. Yeah, you're on a good roll, though, aren't you? Six straight wins. You know, can't beat that. Yeah, we'd had a, a really bad result up at Ivy Bridge. I actually wasn't there. Um, I was oh, kind of well, following that, it. That's why, I, I wouldn't say that. But <laughs> no, I, I was at work and, and following it and, and was a little bit surprised at the, the school. I'm thinking we could see the three goals so early. I think it was just one of those, you know, Ivy Bridge are a good side. And if you don't if you don't turn up, then you're, you're going to get beaten. And that, that certainly happened on the night. So for us, it was about putting that to bed as soon as possible and, and getting a reaction. And like you say, we've, we've won six on the bounce after that. And we've, we've played some good opposition in amongst that. Um, so yeah, we're really pleased with the way things are going and the way things are shaping up. But obviously, a long, long way to go yet. How was the pitch on Saturday? Because obviously, you were the only Peninsula game on in Cornwall. Yeah, it's really strange. I mean, the week before, we were sort of saying to everybody, you know, our game's definitely going to be on when the bow's back because we were at Marjons on the 3G. Yeah. As it was, that game got called off because of COVID. <laughs> um, and we got the following weekend, and I must admit, you know, I spoke to Dean Friday afternoon, and I said, there's no way we're going to play tomorrow. In the amount of rain we'd had Friday afternoon and Friday evening as well. Um, but the, the pitch has always been good down there. It does drain really well, um, and we expected it to be, you know, really heavy in places. But it wasn't. It was. It was soft, yes, which you'd expect, mm. but no more so than than any other time of year, December, or any other season. Sorry, in December. So yeah, the, the ground staff did a really good job, and I think we spoke to both teams. Even at the end of the game, it wasn't. Yes, it cut up a little bit, but it wasn't wasn't a mud bath. It was it was in good condition. So you know, fingers crossed that we get some some decent weather this week and and the game can go ahead as planned. Uh, you you're one of the more fortunate clubs, it seems, that you've always had a good sort of group of people there working behind the scenes, haven't you? 
yeah, some fantastic people in the club, Dave. You know, they they work socks off. Uh, it certainly doesn't go unnoticed by by the, the players and, and the management staff. Um, you, you need people like that in local football. You know, without that, local football's not what it is. So, you know, hats off to them for getting games like that on when, like I say, on Friday you're thinking there's certainly odds against. Mm. Right then, back to the Boxing Day theme. Uh, and as a player or a manager whilst you've been at Tour Point, have you got any special sort of Boxing Day memories from your playing days or what? Yeah, I was thinking about this earlier and to be honest, I never really liked Boxing Day games as a player because it was always an early kickoff, 11 o'clock, and it kind of messes up your, your match day routine with your, your food and stuff beforehand. Um, and yeah, there aren't really any games to stand out like that. I think on the flip side of that, certainly some bad memories of Boxing Day. I think I remember playing down at Callington on my debut down at Newquay. Um, and it hailed, and it was like golf balls, you know. And it's, as you know, it's quite exposed down the man wise. Places to be if it's like that. No, it, it was horrendous, and you know, you had grown men. I think basically wanting the referee to call the game off, but we got through to the end. I think we lost the game. I can't remember, but yeah, that was one. There was another one where I was at Liscard. We had Salt Ash Boxing Day, and obviously all the lads got there for a eleven o'clock kickoff, and the referee called it off because oh. uh, of the pitch. So that was frustrating, having you know taking it easy on Christmas Day. Um, but yeah, I think in terms of good memories, if I go back to last season. Season, you know the most recent one um, as a coach. You know we played Millbrook at Millbrook, big crowd, um, heavy pitch, and came from behind and, and got a late winner to win the game three two. So that was that was a really good game, a really nice way to, to kind of end the year. That wasn't the game where there was twelve players on one side for a short wall, was it? Um, I'm just trying to think what happened. No, I don't think it was. Basically, we'd there was a sim bin for them. I think we'd made a sub. It might have been. The, I think it was the the good Friday before that to be honest ah, right, right. but yeah it was a, a bit of a referee incident which, which didn't really affect the game I think we had we were waiting to make a sub I think the sub had somehow got himself on the pitch it was for literally about seven or eight seconds before <laughs> the linesman realised what had gone on because we didn't even know he'd gone on oh right I hope he didn't but get yeah, recorded these things happen no he probably should have done to be honest <laughs> yeah, right okay well thanks very much Gary for coming on as usual we thank you for appearing on the podcast and, and a Merry Christmas to uh, you and, and everyone at the club yeah thank you Dave have a good Christmas yourself your Cornish this one Deeks I mean you know they, they don't come any bigger really mate do they than this local Derby this year you just said Yuki against Godolphin was the biggest Derby yeah, personally, for me, that you know, being ex Nuki and all, mate, I mean, yeah, it was always Trora Falmouth in my day, Deeks, as well. You know, that was massive. But but obviously, you know, being ex, ex Peppermint, Deeks, you know, I like the Nuki Godolphin. But, but I was just going to say, mate, you know, because, well, this year, mate, top two in the league, isn't it, Deeks? You know, mm. it's, it's all set up, isn't it, for a Christmas cracker, mate, isn't it? And, you know, I'll be. Well, I'd be shocked if 300 don't rock up for this one, mate, wouldn't you? Oh, really shocked. Yeah, that's right. I mean, yeah. um, again, historically, they, they've always um, got good crowds for this game. Uh, 371 yeah. two years ago, um, they really? had for Tour Point against Millbrook. Um, yeah. So, you know, at the mill, they always get a better crowd yeah. than you would at Millbrook for the same yes, game. Really. So, uh, so yeah. yeah, so they're expecting a, a bumper day. Um, and, uh, yeah. well, it's going to, well, it is going to actually be a cracky match. I mean, uh, it is, isn't it, mate? I'd hate to, yeah. well, I wouldn't, I, I'm undecided as to who's going to win this one. I'm going for a Desmond, I am, Dukes. Oh, a draw. Yeah, Ooh. I'm going to sit on the fence, I think. I think it'll be a cracker. And uh, 
two goals each, mate. I think four goals. Two goals. Cracking each. game. Can't separate them, mate, at the mill. I don't think. No, I don't know. It's, I mean, Torpoint had a good win last Saturday. Um, they did, didn't they? Yeah. yeah. What was that five one against Torrington? So uh, yeah, it's a good win, mate, isn't it? Millbrook losing for the first time in a long time, mate, isn't it? Big so Yeah. Might dent, dent the old confidence. Will it be a bit, reaction? I mean, that 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 will well, work. Yeah. That could work both ways, couldn't it? I mean, either exactly. they'll react and and be out that's, that's very right. determined to uh, get back to winning ways, or they'll still be thinking about what could have been last week. That's right, mate. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Did you also yeah. see, um, I mean, Curtis Damrell was, uh, I think he got a hat-trick, didn't he, last Saturday? Did you yeah, see that Adam yeah. Carter is there at the moment playing? I, I did, mate, yeah. I, I, I did look through the team sheet, mate, and I thought, crikey, you know, Curtis got a hat-trick, and, you know, you, you expect Court, you know, in a 5-1 win, mate, you expect Courts to get at least one of them, mate, don't you? And, and, and take the penalty, don't you, really? So, hmm. yeah, I don't know. Obviously, if it was Damrell's... Um, you know, Atrick goal, the third one, mate. You know, the, the penalty you'd probably sort of give to him anyway, wouldn't you? But, but uh, yeah, yeah. Surprised to see Courts uh, playing and not scoring, Dixon. So was mate, wouldn't you? Yeah, of course. You know that we asked a hundred people to <laughs> to tell us how many goals Adam Carter has got for to a point this season. Yeah, um, don't know, mate. If that's there, mate, I'll give it to you myself. <laughs> good old, good old lads, mate. Good old lads, <laughs> The answer, yeah. if anyone is interested, the answer is three. So, um, crikey, how yeah. many appearances, Deeks? Do you know how many appearances, mate? No, sorry, I don't. No, no I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how many appearances, but. Um, nah, it's usually worth a goal a game, mate. Well, they play fifteen league games. It, it, Probably he's only played at five at the most, perhaps. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, but, yeah, um, yeah. Because obviously yeah. he would normally be playing. Well, obviously he was at Bodmin Monday at the start of the season, then he went up to yeah. Biddeford, Bitterf- didn't he? Yeah. So. Uh, Bitterford, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm assuming a bit like the the Ryan Turner situation at uh, Helston. He's down there at the moment, isn't he? Adam Carter can help to a point. Who he has done, and in fact he was a player there, wasn't he, at the Mill? So. Uh, yeah. So you know he's uh, well known to the Tour Point supporters. So. Yeah. Yeah, certainly true. Okay, yeah. so yeah. from Tour Point, we make our way up the border to Lanson or Launceston, whichever way you want to pronounce it. What do you say, Lanson or Launceston, rapper? I'm I'm, I'm a Launceston man, Dix. I know I know you're old school Cornish, Dix, isn't you? You are, mate. Me dad was a me dad was a Lanson man as well, mate. I'm, but yeah, I'm 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 Lonson, I indeed. <laughs> well, my brothers were actually born in Lanson. Oh really? Yeah, that's right. Oh right, mate. And then yeah. uh, we were able to get out of Lanson and move to the great metropolis of Liscard, where I was born. So, yeah. but anyway, All the that's, owls, mate. yeah, All that's, the owls. that's another story. But um, yeah. we speak to Dan Hart, one of the league's most recent managerial appointments. Yeah. Well, Dan, how's it been taking over as manager at Launceston? Yeah, it's been good fun, Dave, so far, if I'm honest. Um, good I was hoping fun. To kind of, fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been good fun. Um, just getting to know everybody and uh, get to grips with kind of how it works and just little things um, that I've never experienced kind of being a player. So, uh, yeah, I've, I've really enjoyed it so far, the limited experience I've got. Well, what sort of things have you 
experience that you didn't realise as a player then? Tell us. For me, um, obviously, working, I've worked as a coach for years now and, and being a manager is slightly different and trying to figure out timings before games and um, just communication with players and when to tell them teams and when to tell them who's in the squad and things like that. It's been really interesting, actually, just to start to work out kind of my own way of doing things. All right. Now, as a player then, when did you, if you weren't going to be in the starting eleven? When would you have liked to have known that? Uh, it varies with manager. And I think, to be honest, as much as you buy into a manager, we'll, we'll tell you a lot about whether you're going to be in the team or not, or uh, if you'd like to be told in advance. And I've played for different, lots of different managers who have done it in, in different ways. But mm-hmm. for me, um, I think, just to be honest, to know on the day when you get there, so you've got a little bit of time to adjust to you know, to adjust your mindset to whether you're starting or not. I think that, that helps everybody. Mm, OK, interesting. Well, only the one game played since you took over uh, because of the lockdown and, the, and then the weather. Has that been good or bad? Has that given you a chance to sort of see what you've got there? Yeah, a bit of both. Um, I think we were quite familiar. Obviously, I spent a short while there as a player and we've we've got a few players that are there and a few that we brought back that were there at that point. Um, but it's been great, I think. Especially this weekend, now we're kind of in amongst the group and we're quite settled. It was nice to get a good kind of uh, small-sided session in um, rather than the kind of stuff we've been working on in training where it's been uh, quite processed and technical and we've been trying to implement our style of play as such. Um, it's, yeah, it's been good. I'd like to have played a couple more games, mm. as you know, and especially to like to have got some points on the board. But as, as it were... Um, we learned an awful lot from the first game and we're, we're just stitching, hopefully, um, to see if Boxing Day's on. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You, you brought a few in, uh, just to name them, George Warren of Marjon, Sam Barton, Wade Bridge, Bryce Shields, Callington, uh, Tom Ellicott of Camelford, obviously yourself, and Todd Hanrahan, who uh, is your assistant. Um, that's a few being brought in. You look Well, I'm... Stupid question. I, I assume you're always looking to bring in a few more if you can. Yeah, I don't think you stop, Dave, to be honest, especially at this level when um, availability can be quite tricky. Having played for several teams where, you know, uh, when you've got that bond and everything's going really well, everybody's there every session, every game. Um, but when you're at you know, a club that's been struggling, um, our, our kind of first initial thing was to, to figure out who's really bought into that. And to be honest, we've been really, re- very lucky. Um, but yeah. Like I said, we brought in some, some of the players you've listed there, as well as James Bradley. Uh, and there were a couple that had just joined um, before we joined the club um, that we're quite familiar with. So, yeah, um, we'll keep looking. Um, and I think we know exactly who we wanted to target when we came in. Uh, and still, some of those aren't fulfilled mm-hmm. at the minute. Now, two big games coming up over the weekend, uh, as you said, weather permitting. Callington, who are one place above you on Boxing Day, and then Godolphin, one place below you on Bank yeah. Holiday Monday. I mean, how <laughs> you couldn't work it if you wanted to. No, I think we looked at the fixtures when we came in, and actually, with Wendron being called off this weekend, it would have been Sticker, Wendron, Callington, Godolphin. Um, and we always knew that was going to be a huge run of games. Whether that's the perfect way to do things, kind of taking on all the teams that are down there <laughs> at once or not, we'll probably never see because games have been called off. Um, but we, yeah, we certainly know that the next two are, are quite big, heading um, in towards the new year. And I think there's a little break with the senior cup game against Weybridge. Mm-hmm. And 
what sort of preparation? Uh, a couple of the managers I've spoken to this week, one said uh, they had the week off. Uh, the other said it's been difficult to get everyone together. How have things been for you and the club and your players? Yeah, yeah. so we trained Saturday when we knew Wendrum was called off a, a day early, which was quite handy. Um, we're not going to train this week. Um, the, the players, during the second lockdown period, we, we obviously used apps like a lot of teams did at our level. And to track running and fitness and actually they bought into that really well so we'll continue to use that this week um, but I think there's an awful lot of trust especially around this period of the year <laughs> that you have to put in players I've been there myself um, and, and certain players can manage their bodies certain managed players can manage kind of what they get up to at this time of year the pubs being borderline shut does help um, but you know, yeah, that's that, that, a game on Boxing Day. It's probably worked in you know managers' uh, advantage, isn't it? With the pubs and whatever. I think players are fitter. Yeah, yeah I, I think players are fitter. That's for sure. <laughs> right, and um, as I said, Boxing Day. You got any special sort of Boxing Day memories from when you were a player, or what? Oh, one question I was going to ask you actually: Do you intend playing as well as managing, or what? Uh, yeah, for that one. Um, I think for myself and Todd, Todd's been out with an injury for a long, long time, a couple of knee ops. Obviously with myself, um, I think for a long time, my kind of desire has been to do this. Um, and it was about right finding the right opportunity. And I'm not, I've said to kind of numerous people that I've asked and I've said to the club at Launceston themselves that I'm not ruling out playing um, at all. But I think the longer term focus and even the mid term focus is for me to take a step back and, start to improve the players we've got rather than me doing exactly what I know I can do on the pitch. I mean, it's a good club to take your your, your first sort of senior managerial um, position at, isn't it? Yes, yeah, it's, it's a really big club. I've got family there. My my granddad, my grandparents still live in Launceston as well. So I've got family ties there, obviously being from Plymouth. And we, without saying we were kind of looking for a job, looking for a job, I was obviously really happy at Saltash and enjoying my football playing, but um, for, for kind of a number of years now, I've been kind of thinking about it and almost just putting the feelers out. And when we kind of thought that it might be a possibility we could go down there and take on what is a challenge, but a really nice club with lovely people and some good players down there as well, it was an absolute no-brainer, really. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, let's go back to my original question. Mm. And yeah. uh, any special box day memories for you? <laughs> Most have been off day, if I'm honest, since uh, <laughs> for, as long as I can remember. I know a couple of trips where I was at St. Austell and we put, I think, six or seven past um, St. Blasey. Mm. That was a good one. Um, and a couple of weird, obscure trips to Ilfracoon playing for Barnstable many, many years ago. Um, but... Um, the, my main Boxing Day memory of football will probably be my, the first time I watched Arsenal play at Highbury right. against Chelsea. So, yeah, that was probably my footballing memory for this time of year. All right. I better let you go anyway, because uh, are Arsenal <laughs> playing tonight? They are playing shortly, yeah, but to be honest, Dave, it's not uh, it's not really the type of time to be watching Arsenal at the minute. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm a Spurs supporter, so we probably shouldn't right. be even speaking to each other. But... OK, yeah, <laughs> on that note. <laughs> no, on that note, anyway, Dan, we, we wish you the best of luck, obviously, in your sort of new role. Um, some would say you're mad. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> Someone said that for, for years, Dave, to be fair. So it's not going to change now, is it? OK, well, look, <laughs> Merry Christmas. Have it, you know, have a good time with your family, etc. And, and uh, you to the both of you, yeah. All the best for the rest of the season.
Thank you very much. Speak soon. Your Cornish podcast. I expect Dan has sort of found mate or realised management's twenty four seven digs, isn't he? Raw, <laughs> you know, <laughs> rather than a, a player, mate. You know, you just think about yourself, don't you? Really, in, in your own sort of game. You know, manager's got hundred and one things to think about, mate. And he, especially on a, a match day and that, mate, and leading up to it. So, but you know, I, I think Dan will do well, Deeks. Don't you? You know, he knows players, mate. Having been well, have been one and still one, mate. You know, recently himself. So, so yeah, you know, I, I, I think, you know, I don't know, mate. He will bring in his own players, won't he, in time, mate, and and put his own stamp on it, Deeks. And it is not going to be an overnight thing, but and like you know. Like Dan said, mate, Launceston is a big club, Dick, isn't it? Really, you know, there's no doubt about it, mate. You know, I've had some tough old days up there in in my time, Dick. You know, Launceston were always considered a big club, so so yeah, good job for Dan, mate, and, and good luck to him, mate. Big first job, isn't it? Really? Yeah, good. It's a good place to to be for your first job, isn't it? Um, yeah, and yeah. Uh, good fun, he said. Yeah, it's good that he's enjoying it, mate, isn't it? You know, it's good that. Because it is, you know, it is a lot different, mate, isn't it, than being a player. I know Dan's done quite a bit of coaching as well, mate, and he's a good mm. coach as well, isn't he? But, but yeah, yeah, a lot, lot more to it than meets the eye, I think, Deeks, isn't it? You know, management. So it is a pretty time-consuming, and you know, I know actually, Deeks, I, I know some players that, that finished and went into management, and they enjoyed management more than playing, actually, mate. Did they? So, you know, yeah, two, two or three, you know, people I spoke to. So, I mean, personally, mate, I don't think there's no any sort of substitute for playing, do you, Dix? But, no. but um, you know, personally, but um, but nah, mate, you know, good, good luck to Dan, mate. And like you say, mate, you know, great place to start, you know, and is is a, is a great first job for him, mate, isn't it? And you know, hopefully, it sort of turns the club's fortunes around, mate. Well. I mean, he he could make a good start to turning those fortunes around with the two games coming up. Um, they're six pointers, aren't they? I mean, Callington, it's yeah. it's not it's not one of those glamorous local derbies as such that we all um, remember, but um, it is a it is probably Launceston's closest opposition. So Callington on Boxing Day, um, yeah. who are just the one point above them, played a game more, so. You know, three points for Lancer would be handy on that one, and then of course yeah. Godolphin on uh, Bank Holiday Monday down at uh, down at Godolphin. So um, yeah. two interesting games for Dan, aren't they? They are, aren't they, Dick? Yeah, it could could be an excellent start for him, mate. Couldn't it? it? Could be a dream start for him, really, mate, or or a nightmare, mate. Couldn't it, really? Because <laughs> you know, you, it's two games that Dan, I, I, you know, would thought. He'd identify as, as sort of you know potentially winning that too, mate, wouldn't he? So, so yeah, you know, could be could be a great start, mate, for in management. And we mentioned actually, we mentioned Godolphin. Obviously, they're playing Newquay, but which is the more important game for Godolphin in the sense that Newquay on Boxing Day and then yeah. uh, home to Lanson on Bank Holiday Monday. I know, mate. It's just difficult, isn't it, mate? Because obviously you want the old, you know, bragging rights of the oh, local yeah. dog, mate. And yeah, that'd be a hell of a win for Godolphin if they could go to Nuki and do that. I think. But yeah, like you said, mate, the, the more sort of, you know, I, I suppose the more I'm trying to find a word really, Diggs. You know, oh, so what, what's the word <laughs> I'm looking for, Diggs? I don't know. Tell me it, and I'll tell you whether it's right or not. Yeah, yeah. 
you know, if you're a realist, I suppose, this, you would think that's the more sort of game, you know, the game you would expect to do better in, in it, Dix, if you know what I mean, mm. mate. Can't think of the word now, but, but, uh, yeah, I mean, like you said, mate, six pointers, aren't they, Dixie? You know, if you mm. if you can beat the teams around you, then you know you're doing something right, mate, and you and it and it, it it you know takes you away from them, and obviously is a game more for them, isn't it? So yeah, 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 interesting, interesting. Yeah, it's not all about the top of the league, is it, Dixie? It's no. interesting at the bottom as well, isn't it? That's right. So yeah. um, some great games coming up over the. Uh, festive yeah. period and uh, well, I think I was trying to say realistic Deeks I think mate. I think that's yeah more realistic chance of winning I think that's what I was trying to say mate. but I couldn't I couldn't spit it out <laughs> sorry mate sorry to interrupt no that's okay that's, uh, uh, um, yeah j- just to uh, recap on the games for people uh, Boxing Day Camelford home to Wadebridge Dobbles play Bodmin, Lance, and as we mentioned there, are home to Callington. Sodash entertain Liscard. And Newquay, home to Godolphin. Penzance play Mosel. Port 11 against Helston. And St Dennis against Sticker. And um, like I said earlier, they're all various different kickoff times. So uh, check out the, uh, the appropriate websites for the definitive information. Farmer Town. They haven't got any games over the festive period in the league, but they're away to Christchurch in the FA Vars on Sunday, and uh, obviously we wish them all the best yeah. of luck for that game. And Good luck. come on the time. Yep, come on the time for that one. Boxing Day. Oh, sorry, going back to Boxing Day. Of course, in the East we've got that um, delightful-looking game of uh, Tall Point against Millbrook. That'll be an interesting one to see what the outcome is. Bank Holiday Monday, we have got Bobbin against Camelford, Callington home to Saltash, Weybridge take on Newquay, Wendron home to Port Leven, Helston play Penzance, Godolphin home to Lanson, Liscard host Dobwalls, and Sticker play St Alstall. So, uh, some interesting games there as well. And just to mention um, the two in the east who've they got Rappo any idea in the east mate what the two, the two what the two local derbies in the east of uh, here we go Elberton Villa oh. versus Tor Point and oh, yeah, um, not quite so local mate are they, no Millbrook haven't got a game on back holiday Monday how the fixtures oh, have worked not. out so um, but obviously they're Probably still recovering from the Boxing Day game. So, yeah, yeah. that'll be a battle, won't it? Yeah, it will be. So, <laughs> there you go, Rapper. That's it. The whirlwind trip around the county on our pantomime yeah. magic carpet. Um, <laughs> we heard from some of our Southwest Peninsula League managers ahead of the Boxing Day games. Um, our trip has come to an end. Yes, well done, Dix. And I just like to say, Beaks, well, you know, have a great Christmas, mate, and, and well done for all you do, mate, for Cornish football. Another great magazine out last week, Beaks, by the way. Yeah. Thank you very much, mate. And, Could do with and, more yeah. people buying it, but there we go. But, uh, yeah, I can't, you know, I can't believe more people don't, Beaks. You know, it's such a, and there's, what, two quid, Beaks, as well, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's, it's not even like, you know, two, what's two quid? It's nothing, mate, isn't it? You can't even buy a cup of coffee in Costa for that, mate. 
<laughs> you got a, you got a flipping what's it, mate? Thirty-two page magazine, is it? Twenty-eight. 30, Twenty-eight. Twenty-eight, mate. That's right. Yeah, you know. Takes you a good couple of hours to, to go through, read, mate. You know, brilliant magazine, Beaks, and, and all for all for two quid, mate. You know, I can't come on, people, buy buy Beaks's magazine. <laughs> come on, it's Christmas, mate, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's Scrooges, mate, isn't they? Scrooges. So, yeah, I can't believe I can't believe everyone in, in this, you know is interested in Cornish football, mate. Don't. Uh, but no, thanks for everything you do, Beaks. You know, you you know you're. Uh, you're a one-off, mate, in Cornish football, that's for hmm. sure, mate. Well, well, there's loads of us really all doing our bit, and I must uh, actually, it's good, a good um, opportunity to, you know, praise and thank and, uh, you know, mention the ground staff of all these, well, of every club around the county, not just yeah. the Peninsula, but all the clubs. Uh, I mean, obviously, some of them have got um, a week or so off now because they're not involved in action over the. Christmas and New Year, but uh, uh, a lot of clubs are, and there'll be uh, players hoping to get a run out. But um, it's hard work for everyone, isn't it? Uh, even more so this season, I think. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Like you say, it's even more so this year, mate. It's strange times, mate, isn't it? But uh, you know, good to see we got some Cornish football through it all, mate. Anyway, isn't it? At least we. You know, and, and you know it's lovely. Like when you get, go down through those fixtures, like you did, Dix, you know, looking at all them Boxing Day games, like there's some absolute crackers there, mate, in their local derby. So, you know, I hope everyone gets out on Boxing Day. The weather's good, and get out, you know, watching local football in the fresh air, mate. Yeah, and more, just as exciting. Guess what we've got coming up after the new year? I don't know, Dix, what we've got. Senior Cup third round games. Oh yeah, I always love Senior Cup third round, mate. Had some good days in that, Bates. Yeah, love the old Senior Cup third round. So we'll be talking about yeah. that next week. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, look forward to that, mate. Look forward to that. There you go. Well, we're out of time. That's gone quick again, Bates. <laughs> Chatting about you football. You say that every week. I <laughs> oh, know, mate. Flies by, mate. Flies by. I wish work would go that quick, Bates. I wish the hours <laughs> at work would go so quick. But, but no, mate. No, just, yeah, just like to say, Bates, you know, have a great Christmas, mate. And, and everyone, you know, thanks for listening. And, you know, if it wasn't for you lot listening, mate, we, we wouldn't be doing it, Bates, would we? So, no, that's true. So, uh, yeah, so have a, have, a, have a great Christmas, everyone. Enjoy yourselves and, you know, and just, you know, obviously still stay safe and everything, mate, in it. And, you know, keep yourselves to yourselves and enjoy the Christmas as much as you can with as much family as you can, really, Deeks, isn't it? Yeah. Well said. We asked 100 you, people <laughs> to try and say that better than you, Rapper, and I couldn't get anyone. Well done. I thought it'd be 99, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Right. No, no, have a good Christmas, everyone. Take care, Deeks. Yeah, and to you and everyone and all your families out there, as Rafa said, stay alert and, as importantly, stay safe. And uh, yeah. we'll be on next week and next year. That's it, mate. Last one of the year. Actually, it'll be the last one of the year, won't it? Because we'll do it yeah. like this one. We'll, we'll get it out before New Year's Day. So it, it'll be the last one of 2020. Well, good riddance, 2020, I'd say. True, true, mate. I agree with that, Dave. I agree with that. To use Renault's words, to use Renault's words, <laughs> <Yeah>. sort off. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, everyone.
<laughs> yeah. Merry Christmas, everyone. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. Your Cornish 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 C